professionals at South Atlantic Bank. South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season mattress sale is finally here. Save big on Ashley Sleep Adjustable Sets, starting at just $4.99. The end-of-the-season mattress sale is going on now for a limited time, only at the number one furniture and mattress store. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Hi, at Top Johnson Haygood Stadium in the press box as we look to see there's about 33 minutes before this game gets kicked off, but there's plenty of college football going on today. Right now, it is South Carolina who is trailing Missouri, and Missouri is moving the ball very well. They lead South Carolina 17-7 with a minute 43 to go in the first half. In other games in action, the uh, Auburn Tigers lead Texas A&M 14-3. Panthers of Pittsburgh leading the UCF Knights 21-10. It's the Ohio State Buckeyes beating the Red Hawks of Miami of Ohio 49-5. SMU leading the TCU Horn Frogs 31-7. Washington Huskies are leading the uh, BYU Cougars 24-12. Other games that are already complete, and uh, they include LSU who uh, whipped the Commodores 66-38. Tennessee is really stumbling and having problems. Gators beat them. Florida 34, Tennessee 3. It was the Badgers of Wisconsin over Michigan Wolverines 35-14. The Cal Bears beat the uh, Ole Miss Rebels 28-20. Clemson, I mean, will play later tonight as they play host to Charlotte. But in uh, a, a game that is final... Alabama not happy at playing at noon, and they showed it. They beat Southern Miss 49-7. to So those are a quick look at some scores, and uh, we will come back. And when we do, Luke Morrow sits down with the Bulldogs' offensive coordinator. That's still ahead right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Due to growing popularity, Grill Night at Boone Hall Farms Market is now presented on both Friday and Saturday nights each week. Guests love being able to personally pick out their choice of fresh seafood, steaks, chops, and chicken. And selections are then cooked to perfection and served with a farm-fresh side. Grill Night's one of the area's most unique dining experiences. Now both Friday and Saturday nights. Seating at 6.30 and 7.40 each night on a first-come, first-served basis at Boone Hall Farms Market, 2521 Highway 17 North, Mount Pleasant. This is Mike Aponte, the communications guy with Berkeley Electric Cooperative. And although it may not seem like it, cool weather is just around the corner. That means it's time to let Berkeley Propane help you beat the winter rush with a preseason tank fill-up or a new set of gas logs. And with hurricane season in full swing, now is the perfect time to consider installing one of Berkeley Propane's whole house standby generators from Generac. So whatever your heating or power needs are, Berkeley Propane is ready with exceptional energy and service. Are you in need of a complete office makeover? Then give the office people a call. The office people are a reputable local company that provides customers with expertise in office interior design, creative spaces, and even construction of your new office or remodeling your current one. They've been serving the low country for over 20 years, helping local businesses, schools, hospitals, and the list goes on. As an award-winning company, the office people should be your go-to stop for all your workplace needs. To request a quote or free space planning, give them a call at 843-769-7774 or visit theofficepeople.com. 
power outages can hit without warning. But a Honda generator can help keep the lights on. You'll never be left in the dark with these lightweight, efficient units that are powered by rugged Honda engines. Let an economical, portable Honda generator brighten your life, whether it's for recreational use or as a source of standby power. Put the power of a Honda generator to work for you and take charge of any situation. Stop by Drigger Small Engines, 1340 College Park Road, to purchase your Honda generator. They'll keep the lights on for you. Earlier this week, it was uh, Luke Morrow who sat down with the uh, offensive coordinator, Coach Connie, and here is that interview. Back on the Ashley Furniture Home Store. Brothers and you know they all went to the Citadel and uh, I think there's one left but you know they're so tied tightly to this community to see him get his chance and take advantage when there were so many people there just for him um, it was really special and uh, yeah, I called I actually called down after his first drive on the headphones and I said uh, well there's a telephone connection I said uh, you know give me Murdaugh and he comes to the phone he's like what's up I said Murdaugh he said yeah I said Never thought I'd hear me say that over the phones, did you? He said, no, coach, I never thought I'd be in this position right now, but here we are, and, and I was so proud of him for the way he, he answered his, his chance. So. Now, we know the situation with Rainey. If Murdoch's back under center again tonight, what's the scouting report on him as a quarterback? Obviously, we saw a little bit in that Georgia Tech game. Does the offense change at all? Is he similar to what Brandon does as well? He is similar. He, he's probably a little bit better in the passing game. He's got a stronger arm. He can get in some tight spots, so you can count on him for that a little bit. Probably doesn't have the same ability as Brandon uh, on his feet, but you see him. You see him hit the gap a couple times against Georgia Tech, and you know he's not. Um, he's not certainly not afraid. Uh, it's just probably a little bit, a little bit different than Brandon's style. Brandon's going to get you five or six. He's a little bit more wiggly. Um, Murdoch's just going to run it right into you. So, but very comparable, honestly. Um, we do feel like we have some B-backs, you know, that can make up for, for some things if we didn't want to completely open the playbook for, for Brian since it's, you know, he is newer to playing um, and he'll be dealing with a little bit more stress than an older quarterback. We might try to keep some things simple for him, but we, we know he's certainly capable of, of opening it up if he starts to get comfortable. So 
and just start him easy and see how he goes. I mean, now, of course, it's an offense that doesn't pass a ton, but Raleigh Webb now with a touchdown catch in four straight games dating back to last year. Seems like whenever he's called upon, he's always making plays for this offense. Yeah, he's, he's as good as we've seen out there. Um, he just has, a, he has another gear. I think when people line up against him, it's deceiving because they don't see a kid. And he's an NFL-looking quarterback. I mean, he is 6'3", plus, you know, 200-plus. I mean, he is a big-looking dude. And, and honestly, I think guys fall asleep on him because he is the fastest person on the field. And I think whenever you need him to, he knows he's got that extra gear. And I think between he and Brandon, they've always had that connection that's gone prior to college years. And when you need a big play, you can really lean on those two to connect, and, and Raleigh will find a way to get open. Talking about offensive coordinator Lou Conti here on the pregame show. So we know for Charleston Southern in the matchup tonight, they've gone through a lot of changes, but same defensive coordinator. Is the scheme the same as what you guys faced last year against these guys? We won't know. Um, we have an idea. It's, it's kind of a formula we use to, to try and predict, but um, I would imagine it would be something similar. You asked me that again about thousand in week one and I was completely wrong but uh, it's just part of those things week to week where you're not really sure but um, if I was a betting man I would say it's going to be very similar to what they've done to us uh, in the past 4-3 uh, based you know, high scraping Mike and, and four across uh, secondary um, is what I would be what I would be counting on but we've practiced a couple other wrinkles just in case so you just got to be ready one of the more productive nights of last season offensively came against Charleston Southern. What do you? What did you like about the matchup? What were you able to take advantage of even a year ago against these Buccaneers? And we tried some new things last year um, that we didn't really use probably enough during the season. Um, you've seen us use it a little bit this year as far as some, some just buying into our extra tackle tight end sets. And we didn't really feel extremely comfortable with it, although we worked it. Until finally we said, you know, what else have we got to lose? We're going to try and rely on this next year. And so we broke it out for, for the Charleston Southern game last year, and it was really productive for us. Not that we would have created that production every game if we had used it prior to that, but it just was a good time to work it in, and it, and it paid off, and which made us feel really good about going into the spring and this preseason to use it this, this fall, and it has worked well for us this fall. So, you know, last year I, I felt that we really kind of hit a, a, what we call you know, a bit of a honey hole there with, with, with playing with some formations with an extra tackle slash tight end, getting eligible receivers in spots that other teams aren't used to them, you know, being in and um, just kind of cashing in on those opportunities really helped us out last year, and, and we've kind of carried it into this season as well. So. Lastly, Coach, when you do put the tape on and you watch this Charleston Southern team, you know, last week uh, we were leading against North Carolina A&T until the fourth quarter, gave up three touchdowns late. Where have they gotten themselves in some trouble this year defensively? I would say the tail of the tape against the A&T was, gosh dang, I mean, A&T is huge, and they just kind of wore them down. And it's kind of like what we what we try to do teams. You know, we just kind of lean on them, lean on them, lean on them, because we don't really have the ability to break the long one quite as often. Um, and I feel like that's what A&T maybe had done to them. You know, that, I do think that they have a good defense that, that you know, that can hit back. And, they, I mean, they, they played at a different speed in the first half of that game to where we said, you know, this is a team that, that, that can play some ball. Um, and so we got to be ready for that. we got to be ready for that first half team. But I would say if something sticks out, you know, that's kind of been the case. But when you're playing in a, in a, in a rivalry game, 
you know, I, I, you always kind of find a way to dig deep and, and, and find some of that extra energy. So we're not banking on that, but, you know, we're, we're going to try and wear them down like we do everybody else. So, Well, Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Wish you the best of luck tonight. Thanks, Luke. That's offensive coordinator Lou Conti. We'll come back with the defensive side of things next on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show on the Citadel Sports Network. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season sale is finally here. Sofas starting at just $2.99, beds just $1.99, and dining tables starting at only $2.49. Plus, get 0% interest for 12 months. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. When it's Sparrow and Kennedy and you and a John Deere Z500 zero-turn mower, you have a great team. Thanks to its powerful engine and XL deep mower deck, you can create a better quality of cut at faster ground speeds. And we're offering 0% financing for 36 months on all Z500 mowers. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com or see dealer for details. Offer ends October 27th. Some restrictions apply. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger, too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. Back on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show, here as we sit down with the defensive side of things on the coordinator's corner with the defensive coordinator, Tony Grantham, for the Bulldogs getting ready for the game with Charleston Southern today. And, Coach, uh, coming off that win against Georgia Tech last week, as a coach, I'm sure you're never completely satisfied. You're always wanting to clean some things up. But when you look back at that game last week against Georgia Tech, I imagine you, you got to be pretty proud with the performance from your defense. I was extremely uh, proud of the effort. Uh, execution was better. It's still not where we want it to be, but I thought we were making some serious strides to where we want to get to. Uh, I thought we did a good job of um, essentially up front of playing with good pad level, keeping our pads square, not getting washed uh, in the run game, and then executing the stunts that we wanted to execute in the in the pass rush uh, and and that type of thing for the front guys. I thought the back end guys did a good job mixing up our coverages. Um, we gave up a couple explosives that were more communicate or not communication oriented, but were more technique things that uh, we've worked hard to clean up on. Uh, so I think we're making some strides there. Um, we're, we're far from a finished product, but uh, we're getting a lot of guys reps. A lot of guys are getting in the game. We're playing a lot of young guys right now. So I think uh, we are definitely taking steps forward. Do you see that growth week to week with the young guys or even just this defense overall as the, the these players play for now a new defensive coordinator and a new scheme? I think you can see, uh, see both. I think we have young guys that are starting to feel comfortable. Uh, last week was the first normal week that we'd had uh, as far as, you know, they had the first week of school for the first game. Then we had the hurricane for week two. And week three, we started to settle in a little bit and uh, kind of get familiar with our surroundings. They know what to expect on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. 
and with the older guys of getting used to how we game plan, how we approach each opponent, um, what our emphasis each day of the week may be, uh, they started to see the carryover of what we try to like to consistently do week to week, um, and then the tweaks that we like to try to bring on for the, whatever the opponent may be. Um, I thought they did a good job of understanding the game plan. Uh, I mentioned uh, to Coach Thompson and a couple of our other coaches Friday night. That was the best Friday night meeting we had had as far as communication, making calls. Uh, they were playing with uh, a chip on their shoulder, let's just say, and they went out and they, they performed that way. Coach Thompson credited the uh, the defensive line being able to make some plays in the backfield on Saturday against Georgia Tech, Brawley and Randolph, too, in particular, that, that seemed to have good days. Uh, were you pleased with your defensive line Saturday in Atlanta? I was. I was. Um, I thought, uh, like I mentioned before, they, they did a really good job in the run game as far as attacking blocks, playing vertical, um, playing with square pads. Uh, they didn't get washed in the run game. You know, there's some big guys that were kind of leaning on us a little bit. And uh, I thought they were able to get us ahead in first, second down to get us an opportunity to go win third down. Um, that was the, the best we had performed on third down. I think we, were, we won seven out of ten opportunities there, uh, which is always a good day for the defense when you can do that. You know, so I think that they're starting to see what we want out of them, and they understand that we're gonna we're gonna give them some freedom. We're gonna attack offenses and go attack protections and and try to create negative plays. And now today you go up against Charleston Southern, new head coach, new offensive coordinator, and we've heard a lot about the air raid system that they are switching to. So for you and your defense, what does that mean? What is this week like to get ready for a team that is running that air raid system and likes to throw the ball a lot? You know, it starts up front. Uh, the same things that we always preach uh, to our guys are going to be the same things that we want to do this game. Uh, number one, we, we've got to stop the run. We can't give them a um, basically a, a, give them the option to run or pass. We've got to cut that off. Uh, we've got to minimize run game uh, opportunities for them, and that starts with our defensive line, our linebackers, our safeties of being able to support the run. Uh, at the same time, we've got to do a great job with eye control in the back end, uh, understanding who uh, we're working with, who our, what our leverage is. Communication will be critical across the board. Uh, we've got to do some things with quarterback. We've got to make him feel uncomfortable. Uh, whether it's through coverage disguise, whether it's through post-snap movements, whether it's through um, front pressures, blitz pressures, whatever it may be. And at the same time, we're trying to create and confuse the offensive line uh, to get them to where they're not comfortable. Not, don't give them the answers to the test before they, they have to take the test, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, with us, it's always going to be those kind of things. This is a big challenge. Um, they've got some tremendous skill guys that you see that they're making plays. Uh, their schedule's been brutal. Uh, when you look at the teams that they've played from Furman to South Carolina to North Carolina A&T, um, they're definitely uh, battle-tested. They've played some really good competition, and we're expecting this to be a tremendous challenge. You mentioned the skill players. Cam Brown at the receiver position had a, had a big week last week. What makes him a, a challenging cover? I think if you see, uh, the number one thing is they move him around. They don't let you get an idea of whether he's in the slot or whether he's outside. He's able to run vertical routes, but he also can go across the middle and run the underneath stuff. So he's got an all-around game from that standpoint. They have other guys as well. I mean, he's the, the guy that kind of gets probably the most notoriety, but they definitely they have three or four guys that they're trying to – that if you take one guy away, they have other options that can hurt you. 
they've used multiple quarterbacks this season. Is that the norm? Do you expect to see multiple quarterbacks today, or is that just scenarios they were in the last couple of weeks? I think they're searching for the identity, um, you know, for what they want to do. Um, you know, they have a veteran guy that's been there but was recruited under the old staff. You know, maybe he's not the fit that they're looking for to run the air raid. Uh, they do have a young guy that's come in, uh, has thrown the ball really well, done a good job throwing the ball, the deep ball down the field, um, who seems like he's kind of the recruited guy for them. Uh, I know those guys are battling out. I would expect we'll see both. They don't really change their game plan when uh, either one is in there. We're not going to change what we do a whole lot. Uh, we've got to kind of get a feel for who is in the game, how they're trying to attack us, and then we'll have to adjust from there. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Wish you the best of luck tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's defensive coordinator Tony Grantham. We'll come back with more on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show on the Citadel Sports Network. All my sweet chicken, chicken loyalty program. You give me back free food and beer, and all I needed was to taste your hot and fresh tenders. You give me back 10%, but you got 100% of my soul. Just can't get enough. Kicking chicken. Buying a home is a big financial decision, so you need a strong team working on your mortgage. That team is at South Atlantic Bank. Decisions are made right here in our community by mortgage professionals who really know the low country. South Atlantic Bank offers competitive rates and terms on loans for home purchase or refinance. If you need a mortgage loan, you need the mortgage loan professionals at South Atlantic Bank. South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. If you know she's the perfect one, let us help you create the perfect ring. At Scatel's Manufacturing Jewelers, we're your full-service jewelry manufacturer. You see, we eliminate the middleman and create your special ring all on site. And with our free diamond seminar and vast loose diamond selection, you're assured of the right decision while getting the best value. Scatelar, you lover. Scatel's Manufacturing Jewelers, locally owned in Mount Pleasant and Charleston. Since 1941, Southern Lumber's been serving the low country with perfection, one board at a time. Their products from Anderson Windows are worry-proof and time-proof. Visit Southern Lumber online or at 2031 King Street. See why Charleston has trusted them for three quarters of a century. Southern Lumber, Anderson Windows, performance that aces the test of time. Southern Lumber and New World, your natural choice for quality. Faster internet is better, and right now... Welcome you back to Johnson Haygood Stadium, where we are 12 minutes from kickoff today in a battle for the low country between the Citadel Bulldogs and the Charleston Southern Buccaneers here in Charleston. Luke Morrow alongside Ted Byrne as we get ready for kickoff, and these two matching up for the 12th all-time, meeting the Bulldogs winning last year 43-14 to against the Charleston Southern Buccaneers, and this is year two of a four-season contract where they will play here in this stadium for the next two seasons as well in this rivalry game. Charleston Southern looking for their first win of the year with first-year head coach Audrey Denson and the Bulldogs trying to get to 500 back-to-back wins before heading into conference play here on Hall of Fame weekend. We're going to step aside for the national anthem. We'll come back, get Ted's keys to the game, and then have kickoff and football today. The Citadel and Charleston Southern right here from Johnson Haygood Stadium on the Citadel Sports Network. 
Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger, too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. When it's Sparrow and Kennedy and you and a John Deere Z500 zero-turn mower, you have a great team. Thanks to its powerful engine and XL deep mower deck, you can create a better quality of cut at faster ground speeds. And we're offering 0% financing for 36 months on all Z500 mowers. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com or see dealer for details. Offer ends October 27th. Some restrictions apply. Back on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show where the Bulldogs will look to win back-to-back games for the first time since October of last year. The Citadel ranked for the first time since October of 2017, coming in at number 25 in the polls after that win against Georgia Tech. So two tough losses, one-score games in the first two weeks of the season against a pair of playoff teams in FCS football last year, Towson and Elon. Then, of course, as you know, that win against Georgia Tech last week, a historic win for the program. And now today they take on Charleston Southern, who enters at 0-3. But as we've heard from everybody this week in preparation for this game, they are better than the record would suggest. And Charleston Southern has had a really tough schedule. They lost at Furman, a top 25 team. And then they lost against South Carolina, an FBS team. And then they lost in the fourth quarter against number 17-ranked NCANT. And now they play the ranked Bulldogs. So four games into the season, four games into the Audrey Denson tenure for Charleston Southern. And they've played three ranked FCS teams and then one FBS team. So a tough start for the Buccaneers who have been outscored by a, a large amount so far this season, scoring a season-high 21 last week against North Carolina A&T while allowing at least 27 points in each of their first three games. But we know in these rivalry matchups, you throw the records out the window. Bulldogs coaches said, hey, forget the 0-3 record. Charleston Southern is going to give us everything they have. They're going to give us our best shot here on Saturday because they want to come in, especially on Hall of Fame weekend after that win against Georgia Tech last week and try to... Uh, uh, try to ruin the weekend for the Bulldogs here at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Kickoff just about eight minutes away. And, Ted, as we get ready for this rivalry game between the Citadel and Charleston Southern, what are your keys to today's matchup? Well, Luke, uh, it was t- I was telling you a moment, t- moments ago that it, uh, it was hard for me to narrow them down to three keys each. But for Charleston Southern, they're facing one of the premier rushing teams in FCS football, and that is the Citadel. Now, the Buccaneers' defense is going to try to find a way to stop the Bulldogs, and that's something they've not been very good at. Uh, they've got to close the gaps on the option game on the edge. That's where the Bulldogs were able to hurt Georgia Tech last week was on the edge. So they've, they've got to try to stop the rush. Uh, and they have to force a turnover. One season after they forced 25 turnovers and uh, were among the FCS leaders in that category, the Bucks are looking for to try to rediscover that mojo, if you will, 
uh, through the first three games this year, the Bucks have forced three turnovers on the season. And then, don't let the dogs control tempo play a complete game. The Bucks will be facing top ball control team in the country and the Citadel Bulldogs, and uh, their average time of possession is 37 minutes and 15 seconds so far on the year. For the Citadel Bulldogs, control the tempo, just like you heard Coach say. Make the third and fourth down plays. The Bulldogs were 8 for 16 on third downs last week. Special teams must play solid. They need to force a turnover. We had two in the first two games. Didn't really have one last week. Need one here today. And don't get caught sleeping in the secondary. Charleston Southern was 26 of 41 through the air for 233 yards last week against a very good team. Cameron Brown is a guy that they're going to have to put an eyeball on almost every play. He had a 33-yard touchdown reception and over 100 yards receiving. So control the tempo. Special teams must play. Don't get caught sleeping in the secondary. And fourth, play under control. And those are the keys to today's game from our very own Ted Byrne as we get ready for kickoff today between the Citadel and Charleston Southern. The Bulldogs just about ready to come charging out onto the field. Then we'll try to get our coin toss for you and have kickoff and football here from Johnson Haygood Stadium with the Charleston Southern Buccaneers and the Citadel Bulldogs who find themselves ranked. Now last year when these two teams met, it was the final game of the season. It was uh, the week after Thanksgiving. It was a makeup from a game that was postponed because of the hurricane a year ago, and both teams at the time, you know, neither were in uh, in playoff contention, and the Citadel really gave it to the Buccaneers, 43-14, which prompted a coaching change for, for uh, Charleston Southern. And in that matchup last year, the Citadel played historically well defensively. They allowed only four first downs. Charleston Southern was 0 for 12 on third down. They had a punt 10 times. They had uh, 29 rushing attempts for negative 14 yards. The Citadel had four sacks. Two interceptions, and all in all, Charleston Southern ran 49 plays for a total of 75 yards in that loss last year, while the Bulldogs scored a touchdown, or scored in general four different ways. They had a special teams touchdown, offensive touchdown, defensive touchdown, they had a safety, they did it all last year against Charleston Southern, and now we have a new coaching staff this year, Audrey Denson running the air raid offense. They've gone away from the triple option, they're going to try to run an air raid type of offense, throw it around more this year, including today, and they have two different quarterbacks that they throw out there in an attempt to do so against this Bulldogs defense. Captains are at midfield. Let's see if uh, we can get the coin toss here from today's referee. We'll get a head. We'll get a tail. What's your call? Tails. Tails is the call. That is a tail. You've won the toss. What would you like to do? Defer. defer. Charleston Southern's won the toss. Chose to defer. So the Bulldogs are going to get the ball first, as we hear from today's referee, Anthony Calabrese, working his first ever Citadel game. He's been an ACC official now for five years, and he hails from my home state of Connecticut. So welcome to a a fellow nutmegger today's game here at Johnson Haygood Stadium between Charleston Southern and the Citadel. That's going to do it for the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show. But before we do hit a break, let's take 10 seconds for station identification here, coast to coast and worldwide across the Citadel Sports Network. WQNT, AM 1450, W254BK, 102.1 Charleston, W221CI, 92.1 Somerville, Kirkman Broadcasting Stations. And with the ID in the books, now that will do it for the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show. It's the Citadel and Charleston Southern in a battle for the low country, and it's coming up next right here on the Citadel Sports Network. 
Hello, my name is Matthew Cochran Logan, and I'm with Palmer and Kay. We've been in the commercial insurance and property casualty business since 1868. With 12 years of experience, I promise to use my expertise to allow for the best possible outcome for my clients. If I can help you in any way meet your commercial insurance needs, then please call me at 843-708-5456 or stop by my office downtown, 40 Calhoun Street, Suite 475. Until then, go Bulldogs. Power outages can hit without warning, but a Honda generator can help keep the lights on. You'll never be left in the dark with these lightweight, efficient units that are powered by rugged Honda engines. Let an economical, portable Honda generator brighten your life, whether it's for recreational use or as a source of standby power. Put the power of a Honda generator to work for you and take charge of any situation. Stop by Drigger Small Engines, 1340 College Park Road, to purchase your Honda generator. They'll keep the lights on for you. Due to growing popularity, Grill Night at Boone Hall Farms Market is now presented on both Friday and Saturday nights each week. Guests love being able to personally pick out their choice of fresh seafood, steaks, chops, and chicken. And selections are then cooked to perfection and served with a farm fresh side. Grill Night's one of the area's most unique dining experiences. Now both Friday and Saturday nights. Seating at 6.30 and 7.40 each night on a first-come, first-served basis at Boone Hall Farms Market, 2521 Highway 17 North, Mount Pleasant. From the beaches to the far reaches of the low country, when it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Rush to Jones Ford in North Charleston to save on your next newer pre-owned vehicle and trust the family with over 100 years of experience to care for your vehicle at our state-of-the-art service and collision center. When it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Jones Ford in North Charleston at the corner of Rivers and Remount, just off I-26, exit 211A. Visit us online at jonesford.com. Just about ready for kickoff here at Johnson Haygood Stadium in the battle for the Low Country. Your Citadel Bulldogs entering at one and two, trying to get back to 500, heading into conference play, and the Charleston Southern Buccaneers. Led by first-time head coach Andre Denson, who's still looking for win number one. Luke Morrow alongside Ted Byrne as we get ready for football here on Hall of Fame weekend. At the Citadel and the Bulldogs will have their offense out there first. Charleston Southern won the coin toss. They deferred to the second half. And the opening kick brought to you by Sparrow and Kennedy. Check out their seven locations, including the newest one in Ravenel, or head to SparrowKennedy.com. Sparrow and Kennedy for all your John Deere needs. Bulldogs will get the football first. They'll travel left to right across your radio dial here in the first quarter, trying to score in the south end as we see it from behind the west sideline in the Citadel bench here at Johnson Haygood Stadium. And the Bulldogs wearing all Citadel blue for the first time since 1989. They're wearing white helmets with the blue C and the first time in program history that they are wearing those C decals on the side of the helmet without any sort of border as well. So historic uniforms today for the Bulldogs that were even featured on ESPN this morning. Citadel will have it first, left to right with it teed up is Nathan Toole for the kickoff, and we're ready to go in the low country. Toole gets the okay, charges to the football, swings the right leg, and boom, we're underway from Johnson Haygood Stadium. Ball sails into the end zone, bounces out the back, it's a touchback, and the Bulldogs will begin at the 25, moving left to right with a first down, led onto the field, We'll see which quarterback takes them. We were told that Brandon Rainey uh, most likely would not play. 
and it appears that Brian Murdaugh will be the starting quarterback as he's currently in the huddle for the Bulldogs along the sideline. Today, starting quarterback, and every week, the Citadel starting quarterback is brought to you by the Citadel Football Association. It's always a great day to be a Bulldog. First start for Murdaugh, who uh, made an appearance to finish out the win last week against Georgia Tech. Otherwise, his only other game action came against Charleston Southern last year at the end of that victory. Six foot two thirteen. Quarterback up under center, and they begin on first down with a handoff to the B-back. That's Clay Harris shifting to his left, getting outside the hashes and falling ahead to about the 28. So a pickup of three for Harris to begin. He's the B-back. He's the leading rusher for the Bulldogs. You also see Nwanze at that B-back position, and plenty of A-backs, including Keontae Sessions, Dante Smith, who had a touchdown last week, Remus Bulmer, and Njoku, who had a great game last week against Georgia Tech as well for this triple option offense. Murdaugh up under center on second and seven. They're going to run the option right side. He's going to keep it himself. Cuts up the field. Gets to the 35 where he's wrapped up. Drives ahead to the 36 for a first down pickup from the quarterback. And the Bulldogs move the chains on the opening possession. So Murdaugh with his first carry. If he does put it in the air, we heard from the coaching staff, he's actually a better thrower than Brandon Rainey. And if he puts it in the air, you'll see Ryan McCarthy and you'll see Raleigh Webb on the outside who both split out wide left. Raleigh Webb with a touchdown catch in four straight games, dating back to last year against these Buccaneers. First and ten for the Citadel from the right hash at the 36. They rocket toss it left side, getting outside the numbers at the 35 and getting knocked out of bounds into the Charleston Southern bench. Looked like Sam Llewellyn with his first carry of the season, listed as a B-back, a sophomore, and he took it up to the 39 for a pickup of three on first down. And you had the outside linebacker in back pursuit from behind, and uh, that play is what got him over to the corner, and then they were able to knock him out of bounds. Llewellyn only had a couple of carries a year ago. That's his first touch of 2019. So it's second and seven from the 39. Murdaugh up under center. Sends a man in motion to the right side. He's going to run the option to the right side. Jukes to his right. He's wrapped up. They're trying to rip the ball out. And Murdaugh falls ahead to the 41-yard line. Darren Small, the defensive back, came up to make the stop. Murdaugh with a two-yard pickup. And it'll be third and five. Uh, pardon me. Yeah, third and five Yeah, for the Bulldogs here at their own 41. He stepped up into the hole. And uh, when he tried to bounce out, Murdaugh tried to bounce out beyond the hash marks he was standing there and plugged the hole and brought him down so third and five the Bulldogs have converted more than half of their third down tries this year from their own 41 Murdaugh up under center five down linemen for Charleston Southern Murdaugh turns hands to Clay Harris he's grabbed immediately nowhere to go as exploding into the backfield and making the stop was Jaheed Beeman the defensive tackle who's listed at 6'1 295 he just made his third tackle of the season. It was a big one, and it brings up fourth and a long four for the Bulldogs. This is something that the Bulldogs are hoping to avoid, not get into a uh, third and long or fourth and long. So the first punt of the game coming up. Yeah, Campbell's going to have to kick it away. The Bulldogs have not scored on their opening possession of a game all season as they've punted in, a, in all four games. So Charleston Southern allows a first down, then they get a stop. And waiting the return back around the 10-yard line is Tyree Baptiste. Ball bounces around the 24. Baptiste gets away, and the Bulldogs will down it around the 23-yard line with a flag back where Campbell kicked it. We'll get the call. Team number 48, 10-yard penalty, first down. So a hold against Charleston Southern, backing them up even further. Before that penalty... It was a bit of a, a short punt of just 36 yards for Campbell. 
but the penalty will help a backup Charleston inside Charleston Southern inside their 20 to begin things. And the Buccaneers looking for their first win of the season. They've transitioned from the triple option offense to an air raid offense where they try to throw it more, but they also call it you know, kind of a smash-mouth air raid. They also want to run the football. And the starting quarterback is actually going to be the freshman, Ross Malgren, after Jack Chambers has started each game this year. So first career start for the 6'3", 210-pound quarterback from Georgia. He's going to start with a quick throw at the line of scrimmage, far side of the field where it's caught outside the numbers, juking up towards around the 20 is the receiver before he's brought down around that 20-yard line for a pickup of a few. It is Baptiste who uh, just made his first catch of the season, and it'll be second and four after a six-yard pickup. Hurrying on to the football is Charleston Southern. They've had about ten guys with a catch this year. They use a lot of different players. Second and four, they're going to go with a zone read. They hand it off to the back, and he's dropped right around the line of scrimmage. Nowhere to go for Ronnie Harris, who's tackled around the 19-yard line. It's a loss of a yard, and it's going to be third and five for Charleston Southern here in their opening possession. And that's one of the things that CSU is going to have to try to do is establish that run game. Back onto the football they go. Hurry up offense. Third and five from the center of the field at their own 19. Malgram's in the gun. Harris next to him. Drops back to throw. Fires a slant to the near side. It's caught for a first down around the 30-yard line. Cameron Brown, who had a career-high nine catches last week, makes his first today. Takes it up to the 32 with a first down pickup. He lined up on the left side, same place he is right now, and just sort of drifted around the middle. And that's when uh, the quarterback was able to find him. Pistol for Malgram, first and ten. He takes a snap, turns, hands it off to Harris. Harris strung out to the right side, gets around the corner, outside the numbers of the 35 with the first down pickup across the 40, takes it to midfield, and he's uh, upended around midfield. Lane Bakken took his ankles out as he fell into Citadel territory all the way up to the 47-yard line. It's a pickup of 21. Wide receiver Garrett Swarting had a great block on the outside and kept the defender on the uh, bicycle paddling paddling backwards. Harris with the handoff. This time nowhere to go for the running back. He's met by a trio of Bulldogs in the backfield for a loss. Aaron Reed was in there, as was was, uh, Dalton Owens, the nose tackle. Looks like Joseph Randolph as well. A loss of two yards for Harris, and it brings up second and 12 for CSU at the Citadel 49. Five minutes into the first quarter, no score. Opening possession for the Buccaneers. They're moving it. Two receivers left and right, tight to the formation for Malgram, making his first career start. The freshman's in the gun with Harris next to him as he changes the play at the line of scrimmage. Bulldogs with four men on the defensive line of scrimmage. Malcolm drops back to throw, clean pocket, fires it up the left seam. It's caught by Brown, and then he dropped it. Lane Bakken ripped it out of his hands inside the 30-yard line as it looked like Brown had the catch up the left seam. Bakken with a nice play, and it's third and long. Chris Beverly thought he was going to get a chance as the ball bounced around that maybe he might pick it off, but uh, he didn't. So instead, third and 12 for the Buccaneers, who this year have only converted 31% of their third downs. Third and 12 at the Citadel, 49. Malgram in the gun. Three receivers left, one right. Harris sidecar right. Bulldogs showing pressure. Six guys at the line. Here comes the blitz. Malgram hit as he throws, and it sails incomplete to the far side as he was trying to go to his running back, Ronnie Harris, well short of the sticks. And the Bulldogs' defense holds, forcing a punt from the Citadel, 49. Need a special teams play here. Let's see if we can get a good return on this one and uh, get out of the shadows of our own end zone. It'll be the 24th punt already for Kyle Reichard, the fifth-year punter. He kicked it 10 times in last week's loss against North Carolina A&T. He's good about leaving it inside the 20, too. Wayne Bakken back at his 10. Here comes the punt. 
Bakken backpedals into the five. He's going to let it bounce over his head, and it skips into the end zone. Was it saved? Didn't look, didn't look like it. It's going to be a touchback. And the Buccaneers fans were not happy about it. Charleston Southern. That's the ruling it. on the field is a touchback. Yeah, First which, down. And that's the right call, the touchback, as it was nearly downed inside the one-yard line. First man down there was Marcus Melvin, the running back, backup running back for Charleston Southern. He was unable to down it, keep it out of the end zone. And instead, it's a touchback, and it'll be a net punt of about 29 yards for Riker. Timeout on the field, 9.21 to go in the first quarter. Each team punting on their first possession just as they have in every game this season. And when we come back, it'll be Citadel offense 2.0 with no score here in this rivalry matchup on the Citadel Sports Network. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season sale is finally here. Sofas starting at just $2.99, beds just $1.99, and dining tables starting at only $2.49. Plus get 0% interest for 12 months. Ashley Home Store, this is home. Bulldog fans, this is Luke Morrow for the Citadel Brigadier Foundation. You're already a member, thank you. But if you're an alum, friend, or fan of the Citadel who has yet to join, well, they'd love to talk to you about the benefits of supporting Citadel athletics. Did you know the Citadel Brigadier Foundation is the only way Citadel raises money for athletic scholarships? Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season mattress sale is finally here. Save big on Ashley Sleep Adjustable Sets, starting at just $4.99. The end-of-the-season mattress sale is going on now for a limited time, only at the number one furniture and mattress store. Ashley Home Store, this is home. Nine twenty-one to go here in the first quarter with no score from Johnson Haygood Stadium. Each team having a punt on their opening possession, and the Bulldogs will begin first and ten from their twenty here on take two offensively. Reingard is credited with a forty-nine-yard punt. Matt Campbell for the Citadel with a thirty-four-yarder. And that forty-nine-yarder, they do have it in the stats as the forty-nine-yarder, but you know with the touchback, the net then becomes twenty-nine. So the forty-nine-yard kick for Reinkert. That bounced into the end zone. Bulldogs will begin at the 20 because of the touchback after the punt. And here's uh, Brian Murdaugh under center on first and 10. Triple option to the right side. He handed it off to Clay Harris, the B-back up the middle, running between the tackles, who takes it to the 22. So a short pickup of two for Harris, the sophomore B-back who had a career-high 26 carries last week against Georgia Tech for 93 yards. Not much running room up front. That's a big offensive line that Charleston Southern has. A lot of beef there. Second and eight for the Bulldogs from their own 22. Ball on the right hash. Murdaugh under center. Takes the snap. Option left side. He's going to toss it to Clay Harris. Clay Harris outside the numbers at the 20. He's wrapped up, and he's brought down back at the line of scrimmage. And now Harris is down. He's also shaken up on the play after he was brought down back up onto his feet. Ed King made the tackle from the second line of defense for Charleston Southern, and it's going to be third and eight for the Bulldogs. Central Bulldog uh, offensive line did a great job in handling the nose guard for Charleston Southern on that play. He just They took him right out of it. Of course, the play was going to the outside, but he almost broke free to try to get some backside pursuit, but he was well handled by the offense. 
Third and eight for the Bulldogs from their own 22. Ball on the left hash. The Citadel RDO for one on third downs today. Play action. Murdoch's going to try to throw. He's under pressure. Flush to his right. Gets away from the pressure. Throws up field, and it's nearly intercepted. He was trying to go up the near sideline to his intended target right in front of the Citadel bench, trying to get it to Ryan McCarthy, and it was knocked away by Cody Klein, the defensive back who leads the Big South in tackles for a freshman, and he almost came away with his first career pick. So the first pass attempt of Murdoch's career is an unsuccessful one, and the Bulldogs go three and out for the tenth time this season. They had six three and outs in that blowout win last year against Charleston Southern. It was a bit of a mixed bag for the offense. Instead, they had scores on special teams and defense. Here comes the punt from Campbell, kicking it away from his own 13-yard line. Boots it to the far side of the field. It's going to sail out of bounds around midfield into the Charleston Southern bench. On the far side of Johnson Haygood Stadium, they're going to mark it at the 47. So a punt of just 25 yards for Campbell. Remember, he had that 20-yard punt last week against Georgia Tech, and today now a 34-yard punt and a 25-yard punt for who I would call is the best conference, the best punter in the Southern Conference, but a bit of a slow start today, and Charleston Southern's going to begin at the Citadel 47. Special teams has got to step up, make good plays. We can't have short punts like that and stay in this ballgame. First and 10 at the Citadel 47 for Charleston Southern on their second possession. Malgram is in the pistol. Two receivers left, one right. Takes a snap. Zone read. He hands it off to Harris, who jukes to his right side. Gets grabbed around the 46 and is driven back. It's going to be a pickup of just one yard for Ronnie Harris, a fifth-year senior from Georgia who had uh, just 26 yards last week. Aaron Reed was the man who got in there and plugged that hole up and brought him down. Pickup of a yard, second and nine for Charleston Southern at the Citadel 46. Two receivers left, one right for Malgram in the gun. Running back, sidecar left, H back to the right. Play action, Malgram stands in the pocket. With time, he backs up, now he's pressured, rolls to his right, throws it upfield, and it is knocked away as he threw it short of his intended target right in front of his own bench, trying to go to Jaquan Williams. He was pressured by Aaron Reed in the backfield, and it prompts a third and nine for the Buccaneers. Great pressure on the quarterback, but even better coverage on the secondary as they were stride for stride. 7.07 left in the first quarter with no score. Big third down play here for the Buccaneers. Nine yards to go from the Citadel 46 on the second possession of the night. Two receivers left and right, tight to the formation. Running back to the right of Malgram in the gun. Here comes the blitz. Malgram unloads, throws up field, and it's incomplete. Threw it head high and through the hands of Williams, who was covered by Chris Beverly. Pressure came on the weak side to Malgram with Destin Mack blitzing, and the Bulldogs, after the short punt, force a three and out. They almost gave Malgram a spinal tap on that one. They were coming so hard from the backside. So the pass broken up as uh, looking at the replay, it was in Williams' hands initially. And he couldn't hold on when he took the hit. So the Bulldogs forced the punt. Charleston Southern goes three and out for the 16th time this year. Second kick of the day for Reichert. Under pressure, he gets it away from his own 40. High kick to the near side. Lane Bakken calling for a fair catch, and he makes the staggering haul around the 11 on the near side. Falling forward into the grass as he hauled it in at the 11. And the Bulldogs will begin there after the second punt from Riker. This time he does leave it inside the 20, as he has six times this year on 25 punts. The Bulldogs will be backed up to begin their third possession in a scoreless game. 6.55 to go in the first quarter here from Johnson Haygood Stadium with a timeout on the field. 
We pause on the Citadel Sports Network. This is Micah Ponce, the communications guy with Berkeley Electric Cooperative. And although it may not seem like it, cooler weather is just around the corner. That means it's time to let Berkeley Propane help you beat the winter rush with a preseason tank fill-up or a new set of gas logs. And with hurricane season in full swing, now is the perfect time to consider installing one of Berkeley Propane's whole house standby generators from Generac. So whatever your heating or power needs are, Berkeley Propane is ready with exceptional energy and service. Buying a home is a big financial decision, so you need a strong team working on your mortgage. That team is at South Atlantic Bank. Decisions are made right here in our community by mortgage professionals who really know the low country. South Atlantic Bank offers competitive rates and terms on loans for home purchase or refinance. If you need a mortgage loan, you need the mortgage loan professionals at South Atlantic Bank. South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. been a defensive first quarter so far the two teams combining for three first downs and 57 yards on 18 plays through the first quarter bulldogs right now 0 for two on third downs charleston southern one of three we've already had four punts and we've only played eight minutes 655 to go in the first quarter with no score and the bulldogs will begin first and 10 at their own 11 out of this media timeout almost as if the two teams are sort of trying to feel each other out and not really try to get too creative you know, that was the key last week. The Citadel kept doing some really uncharacteristic things, and it helped them. And talking to offensive coordinator Lou Conti, as you may have heard in the pregame show, he said exactly that. We're just going to try to wear them down in the second half. Bulldogs don't want to do anything too crazy. Stick to their offense, try to wear down this Charleston Southern defense. That's what happened in their loss last week against NCANT. Triple option right side on first and ten. They pitch it out to Dante Smith, and Smith is knocked down. On the near sideline in front of his teammates around the 18-yard line. So a pickup of seven on the first down carry for Smith, who scored another touchdown against an FBS opponent last week. All three career touchdowns coming against those big programs. Cody Klein, the defensive back, came up to make the hit. The numbers were really good until Klein got in there and brought the runner down. Klein with 25 tackles, the most for any freshman in the Big South Conference. Second and short for the Bulldogs. They hand it off to Clay Harris, running right behind his center up the right hash mark. He's across the 20, and he's across the first down marker, up to the 22. It's actually, uh, pardon me, that was uh, Inwanse at the B-back position, getting the first down carry, filling in for Clay Harris. First and 10 for the Citadel at the 22. So the Bulldogs convert on first down. It's their uh, their. Second first down of the day. First and 10 from their own 22 ball on the right hash. Murdoch up under center. Option left side. Murdoch gets outside the tackle. Cuts it now back to the center of the field. He's tripped up as he's grabbed around the ankles at the 28-yard line. And he was brought down by J.D. Sosby for the stop. With more space in front of him, Murdoch picks up eight. Sosby saved probably a first down, possibly a touchdown. Give Murdoch seven. It's second and three for the Citadel, their own 29. Ball in the right hash. Murdoch up under center. Base formation for the Citadel. Takes the snap. Turns. Hands off to Clay Harris, the fullback, who lowers his shoulder. No, that's Nwanze again, still at the B-back position. And Nwanze delivered a hit himself before he was brought down by Cody Klein. Took it across the 30, up to the 
one-yard line. Another spot at the 32. It is enough for a first down now. So giving Wanze enough for a first down with a three-yard carry, and the sticks move. Keep the chains moving. Keep the clock moving. Try to control this game. First and 10 for the Bulldogs at their own 32. Murdaugh up under center. Turns, gives back to Nwanze. And the sophomore be back carrying the load this possession as he falls ahead behind the center up to the 35. It's a pickup of three. And it brings up second and seven. Nice job blocking up front there by Hayden Hayes. Or Hayden Haas, I should say. Nice job blocking. And Wanze didn't even play last week. He did not get in the game against Georgia Tech. But he's getting all the touches from the B-back position here in the third Citadel possession. They're going to go back to Nwanze. The B-back gets it, moves behind his right guard, crosses the 35, and he's dropped around the 36-and-a-half-yard line. Pickup of two for Nwanze, and it will bring up third and about five for the Bulldogs. Drew McIntyre was the guard he went behind and threw a good block. How good did McIntyre play last week against Georgia Tech? Coach Thompson said McIntyre was disappointed he was not recruited by his hometown team, Georgia Tech, and he wanted to get back at him. And he certainly did. Here's third and five. Murdoch keeps it himself, moving behind his left guard with a hole, explodes up the center of the field between the hashes and crosses the 42 with a first down pickup to the 43. Give Murdoch six and another Bulldog first down. Cody Klein from his defensive back position had to make that tackle, the penetration on the run, was so deep, it took the defensive back to come up and make it. First and 10 for the Bulldogs at their own 43. Ball in the center of the field for Murdoch. Clock running 322 and a scoreless first quarter. Base formation for the Bulldogs. Murdoch is going to hand it off to his B-back running up the gut and taking it across the 45 up to around the 47-yard line is Nwanze once again. Four-yard pickup. It'll be second and six. Ball just sitting inside the block C. Sun is going down behind the stadium, behind the home stands, and the shadows cover just about all of the field right now. Sam Llewellyn checks back into the game at an A-back spot for the Bulldogs. He's the one in motion to the left side. Play action for Murdaugh. Drops back to throw. Zips it across the center of the field. It's caught in between the hashes for a Citadel first down in Charleston Southern Territory at the 42-yard line. Dante Smith, the running back. Makes his sixth career catch, and it's a first down for the Citadel. Great route he ran. He kind of started down the side, ran everybody off of him, and then made a hard left toward the middle of the field, and he was wide open. He had a 30-yard reception last year against Charleston Southern. It's the longest catch of his career. And he had a nice one there, setting up the Bulldogs with a first and 10 at the Buccaneers 42. First completion for Murdaugh in his career. Triple option left side now for the quarterback. And Murdaugh with nowhere to go gets grabbed and swallowed in the backfield as it's a loss on the play. Klein coming up to make the stop. And it's a loss of two. It'll be second and 12. Linebacker just shot the gap there and read the play well. So Murdaugh with a loss and the Bulldogs with a second and 12 at the Charleston Southern 44. No score, minute 50 to go in the first quarter, but the Bulldogs are driving. Murdaugh up under center, receiver on each side of the formation. Murdaugh is going to run the option right side, keeps it himself, looking for a block. Hit by Darren Small, spins off of him, crosses the 40, and he's brought down around the 39-yard line as Garrett Saeed was was the tackler around the 39. It's a pickup of five, will be third and seven. Here's where the Bulldogs' offense 
must exert itself, and that would be to get this third down. They were very good last week. Sure were. Third and seven here from the Buccaneers 39. Murdaugh under center. Sends a man in motion. Rocket toss left side for Njoku. Njoku across the numbers at the 40, and he's brought down by Darren Smalls back at the line of scrimmage at the 39. Smalls has made a handful of stops today, a defensive back who did not play in the first two games of the season, but he's letting himself be known this afternoon. It brings up fourth down. Anton Williams for Charleston Southern, the defensive end on that side. He was able to turn that play back to the middle, thus making it easy to make the tackle. Fourth and seven for the Citadel. The Bulldogs this year, six for seven on fourth downs. They have the sixth most fourth down pickups in FCS football, and they're going forward here. Fourth and seven at the Charleston Southern 39. Murdaugh under center. Sends a man in motion. And they may just be trying to draw the Buccaneers offsides. Yep. Delay a game. Anytime you see that slot back fourth down. come up and line up behind the B-back, if they don't do it on both sides, they at least do it on one wing and not the other. They're just trying to draw them off sides, and it works a lot of times. So the Bulldogs will back up the five yards instead and give Campbell enough punting space. And now Murdoch comes off the field, and it looks like he's going to be looked at by the trainer. He was kind of dangling his right arm. So with Brandon Rainey not playing tonight, now Murdaugh is being attended to on the sideline. The backup would be Evan Schickel, the freshman, who we thought was Murdaugh last week against Georgia Tech. We'll continue to monitor that situation. Here's the punt from Matthew Campbell, and he sails it inside the 15. Fair catch called for and brought in by Isaac Ross at the 14-yard line. So Campbell with a punt of 30 yards. Pins Charleston Southern inside their own 15. And with only four seconds to go in the first quarter, we'll take a media timeout. Charleston Southern with the football inside their own 15. No score. Four seconds left in the opening quarter here from Johnson Haygood Stadium on the Citadel Sports Network. All my sweet chicken, chicken loyalty program. You give me back free food and beer, and all I needed was to taste your hot and fresh tenders. You give me back 10%, but you got 100% of my soul. Just can't get enough. Chicken, chicken. Thinking utility vehicles should do more than take you places? So does Kubota. That's why our sidekick is built to do it all. With epic versatility and top speeds of 40 miles per hour. Climb more. Tow more. Go faster. Cross over to more. Get behind the wheel of a Kubota sidekick utility vehicle to feel the difference. If you're on the hunt for a new Kubota, come see the helpful experts at Steen Enterprises. I'm Adam Steen. We appreciate your business. Faster internet is better. And right now, Home Telecom will increase your internet speed free for three months. So multiple users won't slow things down. Plus better streaming and faster downloads. Visit HomeSC.com and increase your speed free for three months from Home Telecom. Four seconds left in the first quarter with no score here at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Charleston Southern will begin first and ten of their own 14. Brian Murdaugh is being looked at on the sidelines, though he seems to be okay. And initially the thought was that Brandon Rainey wouldn't even dress today. He is, in fact, in his uniform. Rainey has a headset on the sideline listening to the coaches, and he was just talking with Murdaugh now about uh, that last offensive drive as he's walking around in uniform with that one of those, uh, those braces those compression braces on the left knee for Rainey, who the Bulldogs 
hope to have back next week at Samford. Coach Rainey today. That's right. He was given some serious instruction to Murdoch. Right now he's giving high fives to the entire offensive line on the sideline. He's the biggest cheerleader right now for the Bulldogs, pumping up the troops on the sideline. Charleston Southern with the first and 10 of their own 14. If Murdoch can't come back in or has to sit out for any play, Evan Schickel, the freshman, would be the backup. Buccaneers begin first and 10 of their own 14. Final play of the first quarter. They're going to run a screen to the far side, and it's airmailed out of bounds by Malgram. Now, if that was a backwards pass. That's the end of the first quarter. Now they're going to call it just an incompletion. He was trying to go far side of the field on a screen to Isaac Ross. If it was a backwards pass, when it went out of bounds, it would be a loss in the play. And it looked like the coaches next to us were pointing that out up here. But they're going to call it an incompletion. It'll be second and ten, and the two teams will switch sides to begin the second quarter. So no score through one. Charleston Southern with the football. They're going to head down to the north end of the stadium. They'll have a second and ten from backed up inside their own 20 when we start quarter number two, looking for our first points of the night. Bulldogs and Charleston Southern in this battle for the low country right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. When it's Sparrow and Kennedy and you and a John Deere Z500 zero-turn mower, you have a great team. Thanks to its powerful engine and XL deep mower deck, you can create a better quality of cut at faster ground speeds. And we're offering 0% financing for 36 months on all Z500 mowers. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com or see dealer for details. Offer ends October 27th. Some restrictions apply. Start of the second quarter with no score between the Citadel and Charleston Southern. The two teams combining for zero points. Seven first downs in that first quarter. And they ran 31 total plays between the two of them for only 107 total yards. They're a combined two of seven on third down. It's been an offensive struggle through 15 minutes here in this rivalry game. And the Citadel doing what they do best, and that is occupy the clock 11 and a half minutes to three and a half minutes for Wow. Charleston Southern. That's the game plan. Wear them down by the second half, and that's a good start. Hard to believe the Buccaneers have only been on the field, their offense, for less than three and a half minutes so far tonight. You know, last week, Charleston Southern thought they were going to come away with a great win against the top 20 North Carolina A&T team. They were leading 14-6 with 14 minutes left, the Buccaneers were. And North Carolina A&T responded with 21 unanswered points in that fourth quarter. And they uh, ended up winning 27-21. The Buccaneers were actually outgained in that game by almost 200 yards, ended up losing by six. And talking to the Citadel coaching staff, asking, hey, what happened? What went wrong for the Buccaneers last week? They said, oh, they just tired. NCAA, North Carolina A&T was a bigger team. They were more physical. And the Citadel coaching staff said, let's do the same thing. We can be more physical than these guys. Let's try to wear them out for the second half as well. So far, so good in the time of possession battle. 
So the Buccaneers will begin first and ten, or rather second and ten after the incompletion that wrapped up the opening stanza. Second and ten from their own 14-yard line, moving left to right across your dial, now trying to score in the south end. And Malgram making his first career start is in the gun. Now he shifts to the pistol, moves Harris behind him. Two receivers left, one right, sends a tight end in motion, and we have a flag. Ball start, offense, number 65, five-yard penalty, second down. That's the right guard, Stephen Herolambus, fifth-year senior from South Carolina, committing the penalty. Second and 15 now following our first penalty. Second penalty on Charleston Southern in this one. Second and 15, Malgram in the pistol, standing at his own four. Takes the snap, turns, gives to Harris. Harris running around his left tackle, takes it up to the 10. And he's upended around the 11-yard line. So he gets the penalty yardage. Eh, not even, actually. He only picks up two. He was so far in the backfield that he went a long way for those two yards. And it brings up third and 13 for Charleston Southern. Destin Mack, the strong safety, was the guy who wrapped him up and brought him down. So third and 13 for the Buccaneers, who today are one of three on third downs, and we have an injured Bulldog that's going to cause a stoppage. And I think that is Mack, who is down on the turf. I remember Destin Mack missed the first two games this year with injury, came back last week, had six tackles against Georgia Tech. And he is hobbling off the field now. Under his own power, but with the trainers close by. The hope is always that it's just a cramp. 79 degrees at kickoff tonight. 55% humidity made it feel like 82. It's a beautiful evening. Wind only about 7 miles per hour from corner of the stadium to the other corner. And maybe it's just, uh, you hope, just a cramp issue for Destin Mack. Injury timeout on the field. We're going to take it with them. 30 seconds into the second quarter. No score. It's going to be a third and 13 for the Buccaneers. When we come back, they're backed up inside their own 15 in a scoreless first half here on the Citadel. Sports Network. The Marina Variety Store Restaurant, a Charleston institution since 1963. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, or all three. And for a change of pace, slip into Salty Mike's for live music every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The Marina Variety Store Restaurant at the Charleston City Marina on Lockwood Drive, which means one of the best views in the city. And when diners write reviews, you'll always get words like best, great, and exceptional. The Marina Variety Store Restaurant. Are you in need of a complete office makeover? Then give the office people a call. The office people are a reputable local company that provides customers with expertise in office interior design, creative spaces, and even construction of your new office or remodeling your current one. They've been serving the low country for over 20 years, helping local businesses, schools, hospitals, and the list goes on. As an award-winning company, the office people should be your go-to stop for all your workplace needs. To request a quote or free space planning, give them a call at 843-769-7774 or visit theofficepeople.com. Fourteen thirty-one to go in the first half with no score following the injury timeout for Destin Mack. Charleston Southern with a third and 13 here from their own 11-yard line backed up. First career start for Ross Malgrim. Freshman from Ackworth, Georgia. Same town as Brandon Rainey and Raleigh Webb for the Bulldogs. And Malgram in a big spot here. Third and very long. He's two of seven 
throwing the football so far today. Two receivers left, one right. Drops back to throw. Under pressure. Hit as he fires it away. It's caught far side, turning it upfield for a first down across the 30. And into his own bench is Cameron Brown with a big first down pickup. It goes for 21 yards up to the 34. And converting are the Buccaneers on third and 13. Malgram made a great throw while he had one of the Bulldogs right in his grill. Hurrying up on the football of the Buccaneers, first and 10 from their own 34. Now they hand to Harris. Flag on the play as Harris gets around his right tackle, zigzags across the 40, brought down around the 41-yard line. But it may be coming back as Sean Thomas Faulkner was in on the tackle. Offense, number 65, 10-yard penalty, first down. And that's Harold Ambus again, his second penalty from the right guard spot this possession. That's a big one. Takes away a run of about seven yards and backs them up 10 on the penalty instead. So that's three penalties on Charleston Southern so far today. They only average five per game this season under first-year head coach Andre Denson, one of the most prolific running backs in Notre Dame history. Now the first and 20 from their own 24. Buccaneers with two receivers left and right. Snap back to Malgram. He hangs it off to Harris. Harris with nowhere to go. Zigzagging in the backfield, and he's dropped for a loss on the play. Brought down at the 24. And so it's a loss of a yard. It'll be... Second and even longer. Dewey Green, the fourth, the cornerback, was the one that kind of led the charge in there and wrapped him up. Had his first career sack last week against Georgia Tech. Not bad for Mr. Green. Here's a second and 21 for Charleston Southern, back of their own 24. Two receivers right, two left for Malgrim. Changed the play at the line of scrimmage. He's going to move his running back, Jonathan Earl, from his right side to his left. Bulldogs with four men on the defensive line of scrimmage, second and long. Malgram takes the snap, stands in the pocket, rolls right, flips it ahead, and he throws it off target, trying to dump it into the right flat for one of his running backs. And it was uh, overthrown. Actually, that was Quinn Caballero, one of his wide receivers who did not play last week. He overthrew him. It's third and 21. He was in the slot on the left. He just, just came straight across behind the line in front of the linebackers and was open, but the ball was just overthrown. Off-balance throw from Malgrim, who is now 3 of 9, passing. Third and 21 for the Buccaneers at their own 24. Malgrim stands in the pocket, lofts it far side, almost intercepted as Chris Beverly went leaping for it at the 40-yard line in front of the Buccaneers bench and couldn't reach far enough. Air mailing the incompletion is Malgrim, and the Buccaneers will have to punt. Well, you have to say that the Citadel is kind of forcing some of those mistakes because they are getting pressure on him, and he's throwing them high or throwing them long. Looking at the replay, that looked like it went right through Beverly's hands. I thought it was over his head. From the camera angle, it looked like he had a, certainly had a great shot at what would have been his first career interception. So here comes the punt. Third of the day for Kyle Reichard. Gets it back at his 15. Under pressure, he boots it away. Across midfield, Bocking calls up for the fair catch or comes up to call for the fair catch. And he brings it in around the 49. So a punt of 27 yards for Kyle Reichard. And the Bulldogs will begin first and 10 at their own 49-yard line. 12.48 to go in the first half. Still looking for our initial score. Bulldogs will begin first and 10 just shy of midfield when we come back here on the Citadel Sports Network. 
From the beaches to the far reaches of the low country, when it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Rush to Jones Ford in North Charleston to save on your next newer pre-owned vehicle and trust the family with over 100 years of experience to care for your vehicle at our state-of-the-art service and collision center. When it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Jones Ford in North Charleston at the corner of Rivers and Remount, just off I-26, exit 211A. Visit us online at jonesford.com. If you know she's the perfect one, let us help you create the perfect ring. At Scatel's Manufacturing Jewelers, we're your full-service jewelry manufacturer. You see, we eliminate the middleman and create your special ring all on site. And with our free diamond seminar and vast loose diamond selection, you're assured of the right decision while getting the best value. Scatel'er, you lover. Scatel's Manufacturing Jewelers, locally owned in Mount Pleasant and Charleston. Twelve forty-eight to go in the first half, and the Bulldogs have a first and ten from their own 49 to start this possession following a forced punt from Kyle Reichert, his third of the day. The Bulldogs' defense has been excellent today. They're trying to get the offense going as the Citadel, they're out gaining right now. The Buccaneers 69-64. to 64. It's been a defensive first half, but the Citadel will begin with excellent field position. So already three punts for Kyle Reichard. Three punts aside, in fact, for each team. Best field position of the game so far for the Bulldogs. And if they can get into the red zone, which they've been very proficient at, the Bucks have had trouble stopping people in the red zone. Yeah, they haven't stopped anybody. Opponents have scored on all 12 trips inside the 20. Murdaugh is, in fact, back out there. He had his hand looked at on the sideline. He seems to be good to go. He's up under center on first and 10. Play action. Drops back to throw. Pump fakes. Is wrapped up, and he's sacked in the backfield back at the 47. He tried to get back to the line of scrimmage, so he only lost two on the play, and he was sacked by Nick Sally. His second sack of the season will be 12, or second and 12. The pocket just absolutely collapsed around him. And credit the uh, front part of the defensive line for Charleston Southern to making that happen. Murdaugh dropping back more than we've seen from Brandon Rainey so far this year. Second and 12, he's up under center. Triple option left side, he keeps it himself. Cuts up behind his center, Hayden Hawes, and he takes it to midfield where he's wrapped up and brought down. Tackled on the play by Edward King, the middle linebacker from Hollywood, Florida. It's going to be third and nine for the Citadel. It looked like he's having trouble turning that corner when he goes up into the hole. And Murdaugh is, and he, of course, also was dragging the tackler with him, but just couldn't quite get around that corner without the defender getting a hand on it. Bulldogs one of four on third downs today. Here's a third and nine from midfield. Murdaugh sends a man in motion. He's going to hand it off to that motion man. Remus Bulmer takes it behind his left guard, zooming into Charleston Southern Territory, and he's brought down around the 47. It's a pickup of three for Bulmer on his first touch of the day, and that sets up fourth and six for the Citadel on the other side of midfield. I think they got to punt it, kind of pooch it in there, try to pin him back in the shadow of the goal line there. Yeah, that's what they'll try to do. 14 punts this year for Matt Campbell, and he has pinned opponents inside the 20 on five of the 14, including one out of three today. 
This is already his fourth punt of the half. Stands back at his own 39, takes the snap. No pressure. He kicks it away inside the 20. Sailing inside the 5. It's going to sail all the way into the end zone. Wasn't close. That ball bounced about 7 yards deep into the end zone to our left here at the north end of the stadium. And it's going to be a touchback off the foot of Campbell. Just his second touchback this year in 15 punts. So Charleston Southern will begin at their 20. And the punting competition continues. We've already had seven punts in the first half. No points so far. 10.46 to go in quarter number two. Charleston Southern will have it when we come back. Right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Bulldog fans, this is Luke Morrow for the Citadel Brigadier Foundation. If you're already a member, thank you. But if you're an alum, friend, or fan of the Citadel who has yet to join, well, they'd love to talk to you about the benefits of supporting Citadel Athletics. Did you know the Citadel Brigadier Foundation is the only way Citadel raises money for athletic scholarships? Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger, too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. to go here in the first half with no score so far between the Citadel and Charleston Southern. In a defensive battle, 64 yards for the Buccaneers, 73 for the Citadel. And meanwhile, we've had a combined seven punts between the two with a total of 246 punt yards tonight. The punters have been the leaders. Starting to look like a punt pass and kick contest. 12 passes so far tonight as well. First and 10 for Charleston Southern. They'll begin at their own 20 after the touchback, moving left to right across your radio dial towards the south end. White jersey tops, navy blue pants, dark helmets as well. Malgram in the pistol, takes the snap, turns, gives to Harris. Harris running behind his left guard, meets a group of Bulldogs, and he's brought down at the 23. So it's a pickup of two for Harris, who has gotten all seven handoffs in the backfield tonight. Phil Barrett was blitzing from the corner. Didn't get near the play because it went the opposite way. The defensive back was coming hard, though. So second and seven for Charleston Southern at their own 23. All three receivers to the right side for Malgram, who's in the pistol. Hands back to Harris. Harris zigzagging behind his center. Scoots across the 25 up to about the 28-yard line. Pick up a five for Harris, who got a good push up front. And it's going to set up third and short for Charleston Southern, who's two of five today on third downs. J.T. Melton, the left guard was the one that was kind of trying to get through there and help the ball carrier hurry up offense they go back to Harris and nowhere to go for the running back wrapped up and brought down in the backfield Sean Thomas Faulkner was there along with Joseph Randall Dalton Owens Bulldogs met in the backfield for a loss on the play and it should be fourth down for Charleston Southern Number 12's helmet came off. He has to leave the game for one play. All right, so that's what the whistles were for. I thought maybe there was a timeout before, but the referee, as you heard there from Anthony Calabrese, number 12's helmet came off, and he has to come out. 
So a loss on the play for Harris. Three run plays. Three carries for Harris and a three and out for the Buccaneers. Their 17th of the season. Here comes the punt from Riker. He's going to rugby kick it, rolling to his right, booting it away up the near side, and it's a line drive kick that Bakken hauls at the chest with a fair catch around his own 40. So the Bulldogs will begin first and 10 of their 40-yard line, and that's a kick of 34 yards for Reichert, his fourth kick of the night. Well, if you like good defense, this is your game. Or maybe if you're a soccer fan, you've enjoyed all the kicking tonight. (laughs) It's much like a soccer game right now, yeah. Or cross country with a ball, as they like to call it. Back and forth we go. Kicking it across midfield. 9.25 left in the first half with no score. Bulldogs will begin first and 10 at their own 40. Brian Murdaugh making his first career start under center. One receiver out wide right. They're going to run it. Option left side, and Murdaugh is wrapped up from behind and swallowed in the backfield. A loss of two. Brought down back around the 38-yard line before he could even think about handing it off or pitching it as Eshawn Funny. Made the stop in the backfield. Nothing funny about it for the Bulldogs. It's second and 12. I think when they look at that on film, they'll see that possibly a, a wrong read on that play. Funny did not play all of last season. The fifth-year senior making his second tackle in the backfield this season. Second and 12 for the Bulldogs at their own 38. Ball in the left hash. One receiver out wide right. Murdaugh under center. Triple option right side. He's going to toss it to Smith. Smith across the 40. Collides with the the, uh, defender. Flag on the play as Smith goes spinning up to the 43. And it's a pickup of five, but we'll wait on the infraction. He delivered a blow, that is for sure. I don't know if he got a hand on the face mask when he delivered it. But the officials are talking it over, and apparently it's against the Citadel. I don't know if that's something for Smith, you know, lowering his helmet. Looking at the replay, did not see anything that would cause a flag. Here's the call. In just a moment from Calabrese. He's confirming. Still talking it over. Calabrese, an AAC official, working his first ever Citadel game. Still talking to the Buccaneers sideline. And here we go. Personal foul. Block below the waist. Offense. Third penalty. Second down. So the microphone was cutting in and out. Not sure the number, but a block below the waist against the Citadel. Did not see it in the replay. May have been away from the ball carrier at the time. And we're going to get another replay here in-house, see if we can pick up on it. After the Dante Smith run, this is really going to back up the Bulldogs. Oh, I see it. That was that lead blocker at the 40. Couldn't get a number. Second and 27 for the Bulldogs after the flag. They're backed up to their 23. Big penalty. Play action for Murdaugh. He's going to throw a screen back in this direction for Nwanze. Up across the 30 with space, and he's collared out of bounds into his own sideline at about the 39. Pickup of 16 for the fullback on a nice play. It's a throwback screen to the left side, and Nwanze, with his first career catch, takes it to nearly the 40-yard line, setting up a third and 11. One thing for sure, Murdaugh did a great job of selling that to draw the defense to the far side of the field while he made the pass to the near side. J.D. Sosby was the one who made the tackle. Luanza had a lot of running room. Third and 11 from their own 39 for the Citadel. Murdaugh under center. Option right side. He's going to toss it for Nwanze. Nwanze goes backwards, and he's brought down for a loss back around the 34-yard line. Exploding into the backfield for the stop was Dennis Fisher alongside Cody Klein. 
And it's going to be a fourth and long in a punting situation for the Bulldogs as they lose four on the third down play. That's one play that the defense for the Bucks had smelled out from the very beginning. So fourth and 15 for the Citadel. The line of scrimmage is the 35. Campbell standing at his 20 to punt it away with 7-10 to go. First half, no score. Big boot from Campbell. Ross has to backpedal. He's going to haul it in at the three-yard line far side of the field. Veers up the left hash, crosses the 10, and he takes it up around the 17-yard line. So Ross able to make something out of nothing. On a return of about 14 yards on the punt return, Isaac Ross serving as the punt returner for the first time this year. And a big boot from Campbell sets up Charleston Southern inside their own 20. That was a textbook, picture-perfect kind of a punt. It was a tight spiral. It got up to its top, to the peak, and then it turned and came down. It was an excellent punt. 62 yards for Campbell, his fourth punt of his two-year career of more than 60 yards, and that was a beauty. First and 10 for the Buccaneers to their own 17, and the chain gang is a little tangled right now on the far side of the field. So they got to get the chain gang all sorted out here to get situated. The chains are literally tangled in themselves, so they're unwrapping it. Got about four members of the officiating crew over there. And Charleston Southern will begin at their own 17. While we have this timeout, let's sneak in a 10-second identification coast-to-coast and worldwide across the Citadel Sports Network. WQNT, AM 1450, W254BK, 102.1, Charleston, W221CI, 92.1, Somerville, Kirkman Broadcasting Stations. The chains are all set. First and 10 for the Buccaneers from their own 17. They hand to Harris, who scoots behind his center, zigzagging across the 20 up to the 22. He's been the workhorse tonight for the Buccaneers, and he goes for four on first down. Marquise Blunt with the stop. It's second and six for the Buccaneers from their own 21. Two receivers left and right for Malgram. Harris sidecar left for the freshman quarterback who changes the play at the line of scrimmage. Now he's going to move his running back off his uh, right shoulder. Malgram, the 6'2", 210-pound freshman, takes the snap, hands to Harris, and Harris is low-bridged in the backfield, brought down to the 19. Lost a two on the play, and taking him down was Dalton Owens. The big nose tackle checks out of the game. Owens, 6'2", 295 pounds, making his second tackle in the backfield. It sets up third and eight. Buccaneers again, hurrying onto the football. They're going to change the play at the line of scrimmage. Going with a bit of a muddle-huddle type of offense. Two receivers left and right for Malgram. A running back to his right. Bulldogs with five men at the line of scrimmage, including Faulkner. Malgram takes a chest-high snap, stands in the pocket. Lost left side. It's almost intercepted again. Off the hands, it looked like a Chris Beverly at the 40-yard line, far side of the field, as Malgram was trying to go to Cameron Brown. And that was a carbon copy of the near interception earlier at the same spot. For Chris Beverly, it brings up fourth down. And pretty much the same carbon copy result. He went leaping in the air, but he just couldn't wrap his hands around it, get his fingers to stick to it. Getting a look at the replay. Just through the hands of Beverly, even hit off of Brown, who couldn't make the catch after he got behind the defense. And here comes another punt from Kyle Riker. Riker gets hit as he kicks it away. Bakken calls a fair catch at the 50, but there's a flag on the play. And it was only eight yards to go, so if this is roughing, it's going to be a Buccaneer first down. We're going to wait on the call here from Anthony Calabrese. 
The line of scrimmage was the 8-yard line. Or, pardon me, was the 19-yard line on a 4th and 8 for Riker, who punted it around his 8-yard line. That's where the flag is resting. And he got taken out as he kicked it away. Calabrese still talking things over. In fact, one of his crew members is talking with the Charleston Southern head coach, Andre Denson, talking about the options for the Buccaneers. 5.36 to go, first half with no score, and we wait on a big call. Here it is from Calabrese. Running into the kicker. Defense. Penalties declined. First. They're going to decline the penalty. It was only running into the kicker. Which is five yards. Right, so it wouldn't have been a first down anyways. But the Bulldogs are going to begin at midfield. Second best field position of the game so far. You figured you would accept that penalty. If you accept the penalty, you can re-kick, can't you? I think you could do better than the 49-yard line. Bulldogs are going to begin on the Buccaneers' side of midfield at the Charleston Southern 49. So just a 30-yard punt as Riker got hit afterwards, and the Bulldogs are set up here. On the good side of midfield, first and ten, no score, 536 until intermission. The Citadel wearing the all-Citadel blue jerseys for the first time in 30 years. Murdaugh under center, takes the snap, hands it off to his B-back, colliding with defenders up to about the 47-yard line. It's a pickup of two for Nwanze, who has been uh, the main B-back tonight, six carries so far for the sophomore. Brings up second and eight for the Citadel. We have not seen a ton of Clay Harris since the first, really, two possessions tonight. It's been all in Wanze since then. Harris may have done something that the coaches did not like out there. Second and seven for the Bulldogs. Rocket toss near side to Bulmer. Leaps over a defender at the 45. Getting outside the numbers at the 40. Spiraling up to the 35. He's dragged out of bounds into his own sideline at about the 32-yard line. Bulmer with a 15-yard carry on his second touch of the night. Last week we talked about the Citadel having a big play. There's your first one of the night. That's the second longest carry for Bulmer in his Citadel career. And he sets up a first and 10 for the Citadel at the Charleston Southern 32. 4.35 to go, first half, clock ticking. Murdaugh under center on first and 10. He hands back to Nwanze, and Nwanze is tripped up around the 31-yard line. It's a pickup of just a yard. For Nwanze, Sosby came up to make the stop at second and nine. That leap on that play before was tremendous. Great, great uh, timing on that. And that's what really got him the extra yards. Second and nine for the Citadel at the Buccaneer 31. Murdaugh under center. Sends a man in motion to the right side. He's going to keep it himself running to the right side. Now Murdaugh cuts back to the left. Leaps a defender at the 25. He's wrapped up around the 20. And it's a pickup of 11 for Murdaugh. Up to the red zone at the 20-yard line. And a nice scramble for the quarterback. Great job there avoiding the pursuit. And then somebody just gets a hand on him and slows him down. And that allowed Charleston Southern's Nick Saley to catch up to him. Saley, a captain on this team, originally came to the program as a walk-on. Made the stop there. It's first and 10 for the Citadel at the Charleston Southern 20. They're going to hand it off to a B-back right up the middle. And pushing the pile up to the 18-yard line. Ball may have come out. Charleston Southern thinks they forced a fumble on what would be about a two-yard pickup. The Buccaneers are pointing in the other direction. I think that was Logan Billings who turned it over. Recovered by the defense. And Brent Thompson is almost in the huddle. He's almost in the, the where the, the tackle was made. He can't believe the call. 
or maybe he was looking for a face mask. I think it was both. Looking at the replay, I think Billings was down, and I think they missed a face mask. Yeah, I'd have him look at that one. And, oh, Brett is really fiery. Oh, yeah. He's letting them have an earful, and I don't blame him. His get-back coach, Kevin Yeager, is trying to keep him as far away from the officials as possible. I think this is going to be reviewed. The ruling on the field of a fumble is under further review. Yeah, they're going to look at it. Just at the initial in-house replay here, it looked like Billings was down. But we'll get another look as throwing on the headset is Calabrese. Right now, 3.14 left in the first half with no score, and the current call on the field is that Charleston Southern just recovered a fumble. They'd have a first and 10 at their own 18. This was the first time this season that B-back Logan Billings was put on the depth chart as the third option at the B-back position. And for Billings, that was the first carry of his career, and it did not go as planned. See if we get some sort of replay up here. But Coach Brent Thompson came charging off the sideline all the way to just about where the tackle was made on the left hash mark. Now, he was almost in there peeling off players himself. That's how close he was. He couldn't believe uh, the fumble call. And for now, the call turnover. But we'll see if that stands as Calabrese communicates to the replay official up here to our left in the press box. And we still have not seen it. Here comes a replay finally. Billings was trying to push up the middle. Yeah, he's down. Yeah, that knee is down, and the Charleston Southern players are, are like, constantly ripping at the football, and they do bang it out of his arms after his knee is down. It was Jaheed Beeman who wrapped him up, and it looked like tried to hold him up to get that ball out. I think Sosby punched it out. Here's the call. After review, the ruling on the field is the runner's knee was coming out it'll be first down and 10 for the citadel please reset the game clock to 3-3-1 well they got Thank it you. right yeah that's most important they got it right they went to the replay they got it right it looked pretty clear on the replay that billings had his right knee down before sosby punched that football out and so the uh, freshman b-backs first career carry goes for about two it's not a turnover and the bulldogs keep possession with a second and eight at the uh, Charleston Southern 18-yard line. The Citadel. Please reset the game clock to 3-3-1. 3-31. Thank you. They're going to add 17 seconds. 3-31 left in the first half. Thank you. The Bulldogs have scored on 75% of their trips into the red zone this year. Charleston Southern has allowed their opponents to score every time they've gotten inside the 20. Second and eight at the 18. Murdaugh hands to Clay Harris, who's back in the game, and Harris pushing the pile up the left hash across the 15. is brought down around the 14. Pick up a four, and it'll be third and four for the Citadel. More whistles. And now Calabrese talking to somebody on his crew. I don't see a flag out there. The clock is currently stopped at 316. Let's see what's going on. Calabrese is talking to more members. He's about to make an announcement. Please reset the game clock. 322. 322. The game clock will start on my signal. All right, some more clock issues. 322. Clock running. First half, no score. Third down for the Bulldogs. Or is it? They still have second down where the ball was spotted before that play. 
And now Charleston Southern. Audrey Denson talking to the coaches. They're pointing to that to the sticks. Here comes another announcement from Calabrese. Or maybe not. Now he's walking towards the Citadel huddle. I mean, if that play counted, which it should have, here Time we go. Out. Charleston Southern. That's their first charge timeout. All right, so now Charleston Southern takes a timeout. The chain gang, far side of the field, still has second and eight as if that last play didn't occur. I don't know if the timeout came before the play. That was not the announcement. I don't know. Am I, am I missing something? No. It, uh, I think the chain gang was, they had to reset. They had moved before the replay was determined uh, to be overturning the call, and they had to scramble back and try to set the sticks down where they uh, thought they should be, and that might be where the confusion is. So Charleston Southern takes their first time out of the half, 3.22 to go in the first half with no score. Bulldogs driving. And depending on who you ask, it's either second and eight from the 18 or third and about four from the 14. And the timeout may have came before that play. The chain crew may be a play behind. Let's see. I think they're going to go. I think they're going to go to the replay here. Yeah, I think they may ask to, to look at it and see where the line of scrimmage was. Yeah, I think the officials confused themselves. They haven't been keeping track of what happened as Ted said after the replay they had to switch things back the chain gang was already set up for Charleston Southern's first and ten they had to put it back for the original position following the overturn and the fumble and I don't think they've been able to keep up so right now Calabrese has the headset on and the officials are trying to figure out what exactly is going on or what the situation should be with 322 to go in the first half ACC official tonight Calabrese running things here in his first trip to Johnson Haygood and the headphones have come off. We'll see if we get another announcement from our referee tonight. Well, they flipped the down marker to third down now. Okay, yep. Now they moved it up to the 14. Yep. So now it seems to be correct. Third and four from the 14. Audrey Denton still not happy. He's walking out onto the field. Yeah, and it looked like he was calling for somebody for an explanation. So here comes, well, here comes another, no. I thought Calabrese was going to make another. Yep. Charleston Southern will not be charged a timeout. Charleston Southern will not be charged a timeout. So now. The ball is on the 14 yard. All right. So they confirm it's at the 14. And they're going to take the timeout off the board for Charleston Southern. I don't know. Third and four for the Citadel at the 14 yard line. That's what we do know. And that's the proper call. Charleston Southern gets the timeout back in their pocket. Clock running, 317 left first half. Murdaugh under center. Triple option right side. He keeps it himself. Gliding behind the right guard. Zipping across the 10 and up to the 8. First down pickup with a 6-yard scamper for Murdaugh. It's first and goal. Botkin was also running through that hole. Kind of trying to lead the way and open it up for the quarterback. First and goal for the Bulldogs inside the 10 for the first time tonight. Clock ticks, under three minutes remaining in the opening half. And the Citadel looking for the initial score of the ball game. Two receivers bolt to the left side for Murdaugh. He's up under center. Rocket toss near side. Bulmer reaching for the corner. Gets around the left tackle, and he's knocked out of bounds at about the five-yard line. They'll spot it. Pickup of three for the fifth-year senior, and it'll be second and goal from the five. 
good speed there by Slybar, the uh, linebacker who kind of closed in on that sweep to the left side. Second and goal from the five. Clock continues to run at 223. Murdaugh under center, a receiver on each side of the formation. Murdaugh going to go with a uh, uh, misdirection, handoff right to left, and into the end zone goes Bulmer. Touchdown, Bulldogs! Fire those cannons. The Citadel strikes first, and they lead 6-0 with 2.13 to go in the first half. Misdirection play where Bulmer came right to left, went streaking towards the front pylon and snuck in for his first Citadel touchdown of his career. And the Citadel, after the overturn on the fumble, take advantage and they punch it in as opponents have now scored on all 13 trips inside the 20 against this Buccaneer defense this season. Here's the extra point try for Godek, last week's hero, and his first kick tonight is perfect right into the scoreboard. 2.13 left in the first half and the Citadel leads 7-0. A couple of good things about that score is that the Bulldogs get the momentum now. They did strike first, and they were able to come up with a little razzle-dazzle with a misdirection, and that is what really worked best. A whole flow of the line blocking and the defenders were going toward the far side as if they were headed for the cannons, and then they kind of backward hand and coming to the near side on the run, and it worked to perfection. Nine play, 49-yard drive for the Bulldogs. That took three minutes and 23 seconds. And the Bulldogs get on the board first with the Bulmer touchdown. They lead 7-0 with 2.13 left in the first half. Looks like they were going to turn it over inside the red zone instead. And you can't even call it a second life because they did get the call right, but the Bulldogs get the football back, and they uh, get the touchdown as well. So the Citadel striking first, finally breaking through. Now the Buccaneers will get it to start the second half. So they have a chance to string together a couple possessions here and take the lead right back as the kickoff from Godek right to left goes tumbling towards the end zone, backing up to let it bounce in the goal line. Or across the goal line and in the end zone was Reed. It'll be a touchback and the Citadel will start their defensive possession at the 25. Charleston Southern with a first and 10. Moving left to right, all three timeouts and 2.13 to work with. That kind of kick was a spinner, and uh, that's one that is a kick returner. You have to be very, very careful how you handle it, and especially where it was. And I guess uh, luckily for Charleston Southern, it went into the end zone. So the Buccaneers will begin at their own 25-yard line. Ross Malgrim, the freshman in his first career start, is just 3 of 11 tonight has nearly thrown a couple of interceptions. He starts with an empty backfield. Three receivers left, two right. He's in the gun. Takes the snap, drops back to throw, lobs it up the near side. Back shoulder throw that could not be hauled in as he was going for Jaquan Williams. Lane Botkin in coverage up the near sideline. It'll be second and ten. You know, we saw Botkin last week against Georgia Tech play defense like that so well. And on that play, he had him sealed off. There was no way he could get back to the ball. It was thrown on the backside shoulder, and he couldn't turn around to get it. Second and ten, two receivers left and right for Malcolm. A running back, sidecar left. Bulldogs have four defensive down linemen here, and they will change the play. Malgram is going to move his running back now to his right side. Clock stop, 2.07. Buccaneers trailing 7 to nothing. 
Bulldogs scoring first for the second straight week. Algram still communicating with the sideline and his teammates out on the field, and the play clock expires. Timeout, Charleston Southern. That's their first charge timeout. 30-second timeout. Man, they had to take a timeout to save a delay a game. A lot of confusion on the Buccaneers' sideline. Their first timeout prior to a second and 10 with 2.07 left in the second quarter. Citadel coaches were pointing to the play clock. It might have tipped somebody off to call a timeout because I don't know that Charleston Southern realized it was about to hit zero. But, again, that clicks off the clock with just, uh, what, 2.07 remaining here in the first half. Yeah, the way the Buccaneers were handling it, certainly Ross Malgram and whoever he gets the calls from on that sideline, they had no idea of the play clock because they were taking their time. Right. First-year offensive coordinator Felton Huggins running the offense for Andre Denson. Huggins played in the NFL and is calling the plays here at Charleston Southern where they're going with what they're calling an air raid type of offense, but they also want to run the football more than most air raid teams. And they want to remain aggressive as well, transitioning from this triple option offense that we saw the last number of years for the Buccaneers. They've used two quarterbacks this year, Jack Chambers, who ran the option last year for Charleston Southern, and the quarterback tonight, Ross Malgram, who was recruited by this current coaching staff. And it's been all Malgram tonight making his first career start. Out of the timeout, second and ten, inside handoff, goes to Harris with a lot of running room, and he streaks across the 30, up the left hash to the 32. It's a pickup of seven. Clock runs under two minutes prior to a third and three for Charleston Southern. Most of the penetration by the defense was out on the edges that left that middle open for that run. Charleston Southern just two of seven on third downs. There's a third and three from their own 32. Buccaneers letting the clock run. They're being patient. Two receivers left and right. Malgram in the gun sends a man in motion from left to right. Three receivers on that side. They're going to throw it over there. It's caught on the right hash at the 37 by Williams. Williams splits a pair of defenders, takes it up to the 40 with a first down pickup and a catch of eight. Linebacker Willie Eubanks was there to wrap him up. So Charleston Southern converts the third down, first and 10 from their own 40. Clock running, 1.15 to go. Malgram takes the snap. He's pressured. He dumps it over the middle and crossing... Right across the 40-yard line from right to left to make the catch was his receiver, Garris Schwarting. No yards after the catch. It goes for a yard, second and nine. Clock runs to a minute. Aaron Reed was there to make the tackle, almost stripped the ball out of his hand. Two receivers left and right for Malgram. No huddle offense. A running back to his right, second and nine from their own 41. Malgram back to throw. Pressure up the middle. He fires to the far sideline, and it's caught in front of the Buccaneer bench. At the 49, right in front of the sticks by Cam Brown, who then backpedaled out of bounds. Sets up a third and one after the eight-yard completion. Bulldogs defense going to try to keep them out of the end zone here. And, of course, Charleston Southern in their hurry-up offense. 46 seconds remaining. Clock stopped. Third and one for the Buccaneers at their own 49. Two receivers left and right for Malgram. Changes the play at the line of scrimmage. He moves the running back, Harris, to his left side. Four men at the line of scrimmage for the Bulldogs. Hand off up the middle for Harris. Not much running room, but it looked like he got enough push to cross midfield and pick up a first down to the Citadel 49 with a two-yard scamper for Ronnie Harris. Linebacker Willie Eubanks right there at the line. Met him, stood him up, knocked him down. Maybe a yard game. First and 10 for Charleston Southern at the Citadel 49. Clock runs. 32 seconds left in the first half. Buccaneers with two timeouts. They're using a lot of time, down to 27 seconds. Malgram back to throw on first and 10. Casts it, far side. It's off the hands of his receiver. 
dropping what would have been a first down pickup for Cam Brown. He dropped it around the 38. It'll be second and 10. Brown is a guy who had one of a game of a career last week, not able to hang that one on. He's had a couple of balls. That was the easiest one that, that should have been caught. He's had a couple hit his hands on some tougher plays. Second and 10 for Charleston Southern at the Citadel 49. 22 seconds left in the first half. Three receivers right, one left for Malgram. He has a running back to his left. Bulldogs creeping some guys to the line of scrimmage. Malgram back to throw. Lobs it up the far sideline, inside the 20. And an older over-the-shoulder catch is made by Cam Brown, who carries it out of bounds at the 14. It goes for a 35 and a first down in the red zone. Phil Barrett, the cornerback, was going stride for stride with him and then just had to catch him from behind. Good job by the receiver, Brown, to kind of seal off the defender. Clock stopped with 16 seconds left. Perfect throw from the freshman. Nice catch for Brown. First and 10 for the Buccaneers at the Citadel 14. Two timeouts left. 16 seconds on the clock. Citadel leading 7-0 here late in the first half. Two receivers right, one left for Malgram. He's in the gun. Two men in the backfield with him. Shoulder high snap. He's going to sweep it left side with Harris. Harris stiff arms Reed, and he's bumped out of bounds around the nine-yard line by Chris Beverly. It's a pickup of five, and with ten seconds left, Charleston Southern has a second down at the Citadel nine. They've got two timeouts left, but it doesn't look like they want to uh, talk it over. They just want to line up and run it. He can maybe get two plays to the end zone before having to settle for a field goal here. Ten seconds left. Buccaneers are going to have to be quick with these with with these uh, with these play calls. From the 10, second and six. Malgram in the gun. Two receivers right, one left. Drops back to throw. He's pressured. Steps up. He's grabbed. And he's going to throw it away. Ball is loose around the line of scrimmage. They're going to call it an incompletion. Malgram was wrapped up. He was going down. He just flipped it forward. And it was nearly intercepted at the line of scrimmage. Instead, it'll be third down, and there is a flag, which should be intentional grounding. Yep, that's exactly what it should be, as he was in the grasp, and he just tried to get rid of it to keep from getting sacked. The officials are talking it over, see what they decide. The Bulldogs did fall on it, thinking it may have been a fumble. They ruled it an incomplete pass. Arm was going forward. There's only two seconds left on the clock. And the Buccaneers are going to have to settle for a field goal try, most likely. Let's get the call from Calabrese. Intentional grounding. Offense, number five. The ball will be placed at the spot of the foul. Loss of down. Charleston Southern has chosen to call a timeout in lieu of a 10-second runoff. <laughs> that way they get the run of play. Yes, otherwise we'd be heading to Unlike the Unlike last week, where there was a lot of confusion right. about that. And for some reason, last week, Georgia Tech took the 10-second runoff instead of using a timeout. But the Bulldogs wouldn't give it back. And here's a uh, third and 13 from the 18, and the Buccaneers will have to try a 35-yard field goal. Credit Anthony Britton, by the way, with that tackle that made them force the throw. And the Bulldogs are going to ice the kicker. They snap it. They get the kick away anyways. It's not going to count. Timeout for Citadel. So Alex Ushry was able to practice the kick. Please reset the game clock to two seconds. And it looked zero, like he zero, put it two. through. Thank you. This is going to be the first field goal attempt of the sophomore's career. He was not the kicker last year, and the Buccaneers have used actually three different kickers this season. Braxton Miller, Nathaniel Toole, and now Alex Ushry will try from 
35 yards away to try to give the Buccaneers their first points of the night before heading into the locker room. Well, we've talked about special teams making a special play, possibly a block on this field goal attempt, and shutting out the Buccaneers here in the first half. That would, uh, I would say that would be a, a good special teams play. So here we go again with the attempts for the 35-yard field goal to our right for Alex Ushery. Final play of the half. Snap back. Hold good. Kick is up to our right, and it is good. Ushery puts it through on the first field goal try of his career. 35 yards out to wrap up the first half, and each team scores their first points of the night on their final possession of the first half. So the Bulldogs lead 7-3, heading to the locker room. The Buccaneers will have it to start the second half, and we will transition to the Carolina Ford Dealers halftime report, where we'll get you caught up on the scoring summary, as brief as it may be. Check the out-of-town scores as well, and also give you all of the numbers from a defensive battle here in the first half. Citadel leading 7-3 at the break. Charleston Southern getting a field goal on the final play of the first half to finally get on the board. And the Bulldogs lead at the half for the second straight week. As well as the Carolina Ford Dealers halftime report next right here on the Citadel Sports Network. For over 75 years, Southern Lumber has been building Charleston and the Lowcountry with Anderson windows that look good when the weather doesn't. Talk with the knowledgeable folks at 2031 King Street for that perfect idea for your home. Anderson Windows, performance that aces the test of time. Over 75 years of knowledge and quality. Southern Lumber. Hello, my name is Matthew Cochran Logan, and I'm with Palmer and Kay. We've been in the commercial insurance and property casualty business since 1868. With 12 years of experience, I promise to use my expertise to allow for the best possible outcome for my client. If I can help you in any way meet your commercial insurance needs, then please call me at 843-708-5456 or stop by my office downtown, 40 Calhoun Street, Suite 475. Until then... Go Bulldogs. Garfield Jewelers has been a part of the Citadel family for 97 years. Tradition is a core value of the Citadel and Garfields. Birthdays, graduations, engagements, and weddings are all traditions to be remembered. Alan Garfield, Citadel Class of 57, invites you to celebrate your special moments with jewelry from Garfields, Charleston's personal jeweler for 97 years. Garfield Jewelers, Savannah Highway, across from Nissan. Expect to be impressed. Power outages can hit without warning, but a Honda generator can help keep the lights on. You'll never be left in the dark with these lightweight, efficient units that are powered by rugged Honda engines. Let an economical, portable Honda generator brighten your life, whether it's for recreational use or as a source of standby power. Put the power of a Honda generator to work for you and take charge of any situation. Stop by Drigger Small Engines, 1340 College Park Road, to purchase your Honda generator. They'll keep the lights on for you. We're at the half here at Johnson Haygood Stadium. We're at the half. The Bulldogs lead 7-3 over Charleston Southern. We welcome you on to the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report, where we'll check the scores coming up 
around the country in just a moment. We'll also get you all the numbers from the first half as well. Catch up with the head coach, Brent Thompson, whose team is leading 7-3 to three at the half. Let's tell you how it happened as the Citadel got on the board first, which was just a few moments ago, their final possession of the first half. They finally broke through on a five-yard touchdown run for Remus Bulmer on a misdirection play. The Citadel looked like they were going to run the option to the right side, handed it off to Bulmer, who moved right to left with nobody around, and went streaming inside the front pylon for his first-ever touchdown in the Citadel uniform from five yards out, capping off a nine-play, officially 50-yard drive. That took three minutes and 23 seconds after the Citadel defense forced a three-and-out with Charleston Southern backed up and a bad punt put the Bulldogs right at midfield. The Citadel at the time led 7-0 with 2.13 to go in the first half. We were scoreless before then. Charleston Southern then got it back, and they found their first points on the final possession of the half as well as they drove 57 yards on 11 plays in 2 minutes and 13 seconds. I would say that maybe some poor clock management cost them an opportunity to score a touchdown, and they had to settle for a field goal from their kicker, Alex Ushry, on the first field goal attempt of his career. He put it through from 35 yards out on the final play of the half, taking us to our current lead of 7-3. Bulldogs were leading at the half last week against Georgia Tech, and they were able to hold on for their first win of the year. They're leading today at the half, 7-3 against Charleston Southern, hoping to hold on now for back-to-back wins to stay in the top 25 pole and to head to uh, conference play 500 on the year. Bulldogs leading 7-3 here at the half against Charleston Southern. We'll come back. Ted will check the out-of-town scoreboard for you. Here from Johnson Haygood on the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report. Citadel up 7-3 at the break on the Citadel Sports Network. Ashley Home Stores end of the season sale is finally here. Sofas starting at just $2.99, beds just $1.99, and dining tables starting at only $2.49. Plus get 0% interest for 12 months. Ashley Home Store. This is home. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger, too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. When it's Sparrow and Kennedy and you and a John Deere Z500 zero-turn mower, you have a great team. Thanks to its powerful engine and XL deep mower deck, you can create a better quality of cut at faster ground speeds. And we're offering 0% financing for 36 months on all Z500 mowers. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com or see dealer for details. Offer ends October 27th. Some restrictions apply. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season mattress sale is finally here. Save big on Ashley Sleep Adjustable Sets starting at just $4.99. The end-of-the-season mattress sale is going on now for a limited time, only at the number one furniture and mattress store. Ashley Home Store. This is home.
Back we are at Johnson Haygood Stadium as we're taking a look at some final scores that are starting to roll in. Here at halftime, it is the Citadels 7, the Bucks of CSU uh, 3. They're on the last uh, second field goal here to end the first half. Checking the SEC scoreboard, it looks like this. Number two, Alabama, probably going to remain number two as they beat Southern Miss 49-7. LSU, number four, put on an impressive show against Vanderbilt, 66-34. Number nine, Florida, absolutely embarrassed Tennessee, 34-3. It was a close one between Cal and Ole Miss. Cal got the better of it, 28-20. Number eight, Auburn took on number 17, Texas A&M at Texas A&M, but it was Auburn that got the win, 28-20. Kentucky at Mississippi State today, and everybody's been asking, how good is Kentucky? Well, they weren't too good tonight. 28-13 was the final there. And in uh, Columbia, not the one in South Carolina, but the one in Missouri, it was Mizzou coming away, 34-14 winners over the Gamecocks. In top 25 football games, Number 11, Michigan, went down to number 13, Wisconsin, 35-14. Number 15, Central Florida, lost by one to Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, 35-34. Boston College beat Rutgers, 30-16. It was Wake Forest over Elon, 49-7. Earlier in the day, there uh, were some games that uh, were played, and we'll give you some more on those. Uh, let's give you some more finals. North Carolina loses to Appalachian State, 34 to 31. Florida State, excuse me, Florida State beats Louisville, 24 to 25. So those are some of the scores that we have right now. Some other top 25 games that are coming up or that are in progress. In the first quarter, Stanford leads Oregon 3-0. Old Dominion leads Virginia 3-0 with about five minutes to go in the first quarter. Charlotte and Clemson are just now underway. No score there. Oklahoma State and Texas, that kicked off just a couple of minutes ago. At 8 o'clock tonight, Notre Dame will be at Georgia. Colorado plays at Arizona State tonight. That's a 10 p.m. kickoff. UCLA is at Washington State. That game kicks off at 10.30 tonight. Well, that's a look at the scoreboard for now. Again, here at Johnson Haygood Stadium, the Citadel leading Charleston Southern 7-3 here on the Citadel Sports Network. All my sweet chicken, chicken loyalty program. You give me back free food and beer, and all I needed was to taste your hot and fresh tenders. You give me back 10%, but you got 100% of my soul. Just can't get enough. Chicken, chicken. This is Mike Aponte, the communications guy of Berkeley Electric Cooperative, and we're willing to pay you to live smart and save more. Co-op members can take advantage of our Ecobee Smart Thermostat program and receive up to $300 in rebates. Not only do you basically get the thermostat for free, you also save on your bill and can adjust your home's temperature from anywhere at any time. If you want to know more, just give us a call or visit us online at berkeleyelectric.coop. Berkeley Electric Cooperative is your touchstone energy cooperative. Buying a home is a big financial decision, so you need a strong team working on your mortgage. That team is at South Atlantic Bank. Decisions are made right here in our community by mortgage professionals who really know the low country. South Atlantic Bank offers competitive rates and terms on loans for home purchase or refinance. 
If you need a mortgage loan, you need the mortgage loan professionals at South Atlantic Bank. South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. Mark your calendars for an event you won't want to miss. Join us on Thursday, September 26th at the Charleston Medical District Greenway for a night of live music, food trucks, a silent auction, and more. While unwinding on the Greenway, take the opportunity to purchase your very own engraved brick and be a part of Charleston's history. For brick and event information, visit charlestonmedicaldistrict.com. We'll see you on the Greenway. Faster internet is better. And right now, Home Telecom will increase your internet speed free for three months. So multiple users won't slow things down. Plus better streaming and faster downloads. Visit HomeSC.com and increase your speed free for three months from Home Telecom. Welcome you back on the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report, where at the half, the Citadel leads 7-3 over Charleston Southern. Get you uh, caught up on the first half numbers from tonight's game with the Bulldogs leading at the break. Charleston Southern scheduled to get the football first to start the second half after each team scored in their final possession of the first half. It was a punting competition in the opening half, each team punting five times. And we had nearly 400 punt yards compared to about 300 total yards of offense. In fact, fewer than 300. Get you the numbers. The Bulldogs leading on the scoreboard and also in a lot of categories on the stat sheet. Eight first downs for the Citadel compared to six for Charleston Southern. Rush yards, 106 to 43 in the Citadel's favor. Passing yards, Charleston Southern with 94 compared to 27 for the Bulldogs. Total yards, Charleston Southern 137, the Citadel 133. Time of possession, it started to even out a little more in the second quarter, but overall the Bulldogs have possessed the football for 19 and a half minutes compared to 10 and a half for Charleston Southern. In the first half, the Citadel had the football for 11 and a half of the 15 minutes in the uh, the first half, first quarter of football. Bulldogs went two, uh, yeah, two of seven on third downs. Charleston Southern four of nine on third downs. Neither team with a fourth down conversion. And both teams scoring on their lone trip into the red zone. Two penalties on the Citadel for 20 yards tonight. They have played disciplined football. Charleston Southern four penalties for 33 yards. Neither team with a turnover in that first half. Thought there may have been one. Originally a fumble was called against the Bulldogs. It was overturned upon replay review. Individual leaders for the Citadel, Brian Murdaugh, two for three, throwing the football at 27 yards, the first pass attempts of his career. Rushing the football, Murdaugh is also the leader there, 11 carries for 41 yards. Remus Bulmer, four carries, 26 yards in his first touchdown of the season. Amika Nwanze, getting a lot of run at the B-back position, eight carries for 17 yards. And Clay Harris, who we barely saw in the final quarter and a half of the first half, five total carries for 10 yards. He touched it just once in the second quarter. Receiving-wise, Nwanze with his first career reception, it went for 16 yards. Dante Smith with his sixth career reception, it went for 11 yards. On the Charleston Southern side, Ross Malgram making his first career start, seven for 18, throwing the football at 94 yards. Running the football has been all Ronnie Harris. He's had every carry out of the backfield, 14 carries, for 43 yards for Harris, he's averaging only 3.1 yards per carry. It's already a season-high amount of touches for Harris. 
And Charleston Southern usually uses at least four guys in the backfield from the running back position. It has been all Harris today. 43 total yards on 14 carries. 21 of those yards came on one carry. So outside of one big run, the Bulldogs have done a good job bottling him up. And in the receiving game, four of the seven catches for Charleston Southern tonight have come from Cameron Brown, who is the Buccaneers' typical leading receiver. He had nine catches last week against North Carolina A&T. And today, four catches, 79 yards for Brown. Jaquan Williams with one catch. Baptiste, one catch. Schwarting with the other catch. Each team with five punts. And the leaders on defense, Edward Testing. King. Referee Mike Check. Has seven tackles for Charleston Southern. Anton Williams, seven tackles. On the Bulldogs' side, Aaron Reed, the leading tackler, five of them with one in the backfield. Phil Barrett, four tackles. Willie Eubanks with four tackles. And those are your first-half leaders and team stats from the first 30 minutes of football tonight. Ted's down on the field awaiting Coach Thompson coming out here from the locker room with the Bulldogs leading 7-3. to And let's send it down now to Ted with the head coach to uh, get at least a score in the first half. It looks like a very tough defensive battle. Yeah, it is. You know, we're not doing our job on offense right now. Uh, we've got to do a much better job of uh, at least moving the ball, keeping us, uh, keeping our defense off the field. Defense is doing a heck of a job. Uh, we're playing a field position game right now. We've got to be able to put some drives together here in the second half. You think you can probably wear them down a little bit in the second half, kind of like what happened to them last week? Well, that's the plan. Okay, Coach. All right, back up to you. Thank you, Ted. That's Ted Byrne down on the field with the head coach, Brent Thompson. All business here at the half with the Citadel leading 7-3. The Citadel 0-2 and trailing at the half this year. They won last week against Georgia Tech when leading at the half, and they'll try to win again here today after leading 7-3 now at the break against Charleston Southern. It is Hall of Fame weekend. I was honored. I was proud to be able to induct five new members as the MC, not personally induct them, but at least introduce them as we inducted them last night at the 42nd Annual Hall of Fame Banquet. They were just down on the field during halftime before the teams came back out. They were honored here at the half at Johnson Haygood Stadium in front of all the fans. And so congratulations to the five newest members of the Citadel Hall of Fame, which does include former football players Andre Roberts, whose Buffalo Bills are getting ready for the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow, trying to move to 3-0. And also Wade St. John, who was part of that Citadel team that beat Vanderbilt in Nashville back in 1962, 21-6, in what was the first big win for Citadel football. First time they beat a big program like that, which then, of course, led to their win last week against Georgia Tech, which is the latest on that list. So congratulations to the five newest members of the Citadel Hall of Fame, and great to see 42 Hall of Famers in total come back this weekend for the induction ceremony last night and for tonight's football game. They were all down on the field at halftime and all hoping to see a Bulldog win here tonight. Citadel leading 7-3 at the half against Charleston Southern. The Buccaneers will get it first to begin the second half, looking for their first lead of the night. That's going to do it for the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report. Second half kick coming up next from Johnson Hay Good Stadium in the battle for the low country right here in the Citadel Sports Network. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season sale is finally here. Sofas starting at just $2.99, beds just $1.99, and dining tables starting at only $2.49. Plus, get 0% interest for 12 months. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Bulldog fans, this is Luke Moore over the Citadel Brigadier Foundation. If you're already a member, thank you. 
But if you're an alum, friend, or fan of the Citadel who has yet to join, well, they'd love to talk to you about the benefits of supporting Citadel athletics. Did you know the Citadel Brigadier Foundation is the only way Citadel raises money for athletic scholarships? Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season mattress sale is finally here. Save big on Ashley Sleep Adjustable Sets, starting at just $4.99. The end-of-the-season mattress sale is going on now for a limited time, only at the number one furniture and mattress store. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Just about ready for the second half here from Johnson Haygood Stadium in this rivalry matchup and the battle for the low country between your Citadel Bulldogs and the Charleston Southern Buccaneers with the Citadel leading 7-3. Bulldogs coming off that win against Georgia Tech last week, found themselves ranked in the top 25 poll for the first time since mid-October of 2017. The Citadel, they've actually lost three straight games as a ranked team, so they're trying to snap that losing streak here tonight. It's been uh, more than two years since they've won a game while being in the top 25 polls, Charleston Southern, they're still looking for their first win. They've lost four straight games, longest losing streak dating back to 2012, where they went through a stretch in which they lost 15 straight games. Audrey Denson, first-time head coach, looking for his first-ever W at the Buccaneers. Ready for the second half. Charleston Southern's going to get it to begin the second half, moving right to left across your dial, trying to score in the north end of Johnson Haygood Stadium. Here comes the kickoff from Godek. And boom, we're underway in the second half. Godek sends it into the end zone for a touchback. And the Buccaneers under the lights this evening in the only night game for the Citadel in 2019. will begin first and 10 of their 25, moving right to left across your dial. Charleston Southern wearing the navy blue pants, white jerseys with gold and blue trim, blue numbers, and blue helmets for the Buccaneers. Being led by Ross Malgram in a matchup tonight between two quarterbacks, each making their first ever starts. And maybe that's played a part in this 7-3 score to begin the second half. Ross Malgram, the true freshman, begins in the gun. Two receivers left and right on first down. He's going to hand off on a sweep right for Harris, who cuts it back up the middle of the field, ranging across the right hash and moving up to the 30 for a pickup of five for Harris. 15th carry of the night for Harris, now has 48 yards. Most carries in a game this season for the fifth-year senior from Richmond Hill, Georgia. He's been the workhorse. Second and five for the Buccaneers from their own 30. Two receivers left and right. Malgram in the gun. Harris to his right. Malgram's going to toss it right side. Harris brings it in with one hand, and then up the far sideline he goes where he's collared out of bounds around the 32-yard line, a short pickup, and he'll bring up third and three for Charleston Southern at the 32 and that, I think, enabled to kind of slow him down long enough for the Bulldog defense to get to it. Yeah, that could have been a disaster if Harris didn't bring it in with the one hand. Third and three. Malgram in the gun. Three receivers left, one right. Harris sidecar right for the freshman quarterback who changes the play at the line of scrimmage. Bulldogs showing pressure. Charleston Southern two for seven on third downs today. Malgram takes a chest-high snap, stands in the pocket. Slant to the left side is incomplete. He threw it behind Cameron Brown who was smothered by the Bulldogs' secondary, and Charleston Southern opens up the second half with a three and out. I think it's a, it's a good sign that he's having to check off at the line of scrimmage 
because basically they, it's telling me that our defense has pretty much kind of figured out where they're going. Four three and outs tonight for Charleston Southern in seven possessions. They've had all punts and a field goal so far. Three and out to begin the second half. Here's the kick from Reichert, his sixth of the night. Lane Bakken has to back up. He muffed it. Bounced off of Bakken's chest, and it hopped right into the hands of an awaiting Buccaneer inside the 25. As Johnny on the spot was Jaron Godbolt, and he brings it in for Charleston Southern inside the Citadel 25 on a huge special teams miscue. We said a special teams big play would be important. Recovered by the kicking team at the spot. 31-yard line. Media timeout. But we didn't count on it being a mistake that would go right to the opponent's hands. Now they're going to spot it at the 31. Bakken botched it, and Charleston Southern is set up with prime real estate. First and 10 at the Citadel 31 when we come back. 13.42 to go in the third quarter just underway, and the first mistake of the night with the Bulldogs leading 7-3 and Charleston Southern knocking on the door to begin the second half here on the Citadel Sports Network. Thinking utility vehicles should do more than take you places? So does Kubota. That's why our sidekick is built to do it all. With epic versatility and top speeds of 40 miles per hour. Climb more. Tow more. Go faster. Cross over to more. Get behind the wheel of a Kubota Sidekick utility vehicle to feel the difference. If you're on the hunt for a new Kubota, come see the helpful experts at Steen Enterprises. I'm Adam Steen. We appreciate your business. Due to growing popularity, Grill Night at Boone Hall Farms Market is now presented on both Friday and Saturday nights each week. Guests love being able to personally pick out their choice of fresh seafood, steaks, chops, and chicken. And selections are then cooked to perfection and served with a farm-fresh side. Grill Night's one of the area's most unique dining experiences. Now both Friday and Saturday nights. Seating at 6.30 and 7.40 each night on a first-come, first-served basis at Boone Hall Farms Market. 2521 Highway 17 North. Mount Pleasant. Lane Bakken botching the punt return for the Citadel, and Charleston Southern is set up first and 10 at the Bulldogs' 31 yard line. For the Citadel, it's their sixth turnover this year, third fumble. And the first turnover tonight as the Buccaneers begin first and 10 at the Citadel 31, trailing 7-3 with 13.42 to go. That ball hit Bopkin right in the face mask. So the offense stays out there for the Buccaneers after a three and out. And now at the Citadel 31, Malgram's in the gun, drops back to throw on first and 10, stands in the pocket with plenty of time, now lobs over the center of the field, and it's incomplete. It was a little bit of a dump off, just a six-yard route when he was trying to go for Demetrius Jones. Overthrew him incomplete, second and ten. Chris Beverly was right there by his side, but it was an incomplete pass. Malgram seven for 20, throwing the football tonight. He entered tonight with a completion percentage of 79 this year in his freshman season. Typically has been more accurate than how he has looked this evening in his first career start. Second and ten. At the Citadel 31, play clock to single digits. Two receivers left and right for Malgram, who's in the gun. Shoulder high snap, stands in the pocket. Hit as he throws, and it was almost intercepted on an out route to the far sideline as Phil Barrett got his hands on it. They were trying to go to Garris Schwarting, and it's third and ten. 
And uh, quarterback took a pretty good little shot. Malmgren got hit right as he was letting it go. Bill Barrett went reaching for it, couldn't haul it in. Would have been his first interception. Third and ten for Charleston Southern. They're already 0 for 1 in this quarter on third downs. And then got the fumble back on the punt the following play. Third and ten from the Citadel, 31. Play clock to five. Malcolm in the gun, four receivers. He drops back to throw, stands in the pocket, fires up field, and it's incomplete. Overshot his receiver on a miscommunication as Demetrius Jones seemed to have broken off the route and throwing it further up the sideline was Malgram out of bounds. Three and out once again for Charleston Southern, and now we'll see if they try a 48-yard field goal. One of the Charleston Southern cheerleaders had a great shot at catching <laughs> that ball. But she was the only one. Right. And they will try a 48-yard field goal. Final play of the first half was a 35-yard kick for Alex Ushery on his first field goal try of his career. Here's number two. 48 yards out towards the uprights to our left. Snap back. Spot good. Kick up. And it is good. Ushery puts it through. And the Buccaneers cash in on the turnover. They get at least three points out of it. So despite back-to-back three and outs for Charleston Southern, there was a Citadel fumble and the punt return sandwiched in between. Buccaneers get some points, and the Citadel will finally get the football for the first time in the second half when we come back. 13-20 to go in quarter number three. The Citadel now leading 7-6 to six right here on the Citadel Sports Network. The Marina Variety Store Restaurant, a Charleston institution since 1963. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, or all three. And for a change of pace, slip into Salty Mike's for live music every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The Marina Variety Store Restaurant at the Charleston City Marina on Lockwood Drive, which means one of the best views in the city. And when diners write reviews, you'll always get words like best, great, and exceptional. The Marina Variety Store Restaurant. Buying a home is a big financial decision, so you need a strong team working on your mortgage. That team is at South Atlantic Bank. Decisions are made right here in our community by mortgage professionals who really know the low country. South Atlantic Bank offers competitive rates and terms on loans for home purchase or refinance. If you need a mortgage loan, you need the mortgage loan professionals at South Atlantic Bank. South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. Thirteen twenty to go here in uh, quarter number three with the Bulldogs now leading 7-6. to six. Charleston Southern, six plays here in the third quarter, a total of minus one yards. However, there was the lane Bakken fumble on the punt return. Bakken typically, outside of that fumble, has been re- very reliable on the punt returns in his two years. But he muffed that one, setting up the Citadel at the 31, or uh, Charleston Southern at the 31-yard line. Alex Ushery put it through on a 48-yard field goal, and the Bulldogs now lead 7-6. He was backpedaling trying to get underneath that ball, and didn't. if he'd taken about another step back, it wouldn't have hit him directly in a face mask. He probably would have got it in the breadbasket. 13-20 to go in the third quarter with the Bulldogs now leading 7-6, hoping to run their first play from scrimmage finally in the second half. The defense forced a pair of three and outs, but the Charleston Southern Buccaneers took advantage of the Fumble leading to a field goal, and the Citadel's still leading. They have not trailed at all tonight. 
The two teams have now scored on their last three possessions in total after going almost the entire first half without any points. Here's the kickoff from Tool right to left. Coming up is Bulmer. He's going to take it with a head full of steam at the 10. Veers to the center of the field across the 20. And he's brought down in the left hash around the 24-yard line. Now everybody piling on. And Bulmer with a rare return opportunity. We have seen a lot of fair catches this year, but that was a shorter kick. And the Citadel will start first and 10 of their own 24. Moving left to right, they'll run their first play from scrimmage here of the second half, leading 7-6. to six. Coming out of the pile... With his helmet in his hand was Bulmer. But he's coming out of the game anyway. There's also a, a Bulldog. He's going to come limping off the field, hopefully only because of cramps. That's linebacker Kyler Estes, a good special teams player for the Citadel. Bulldogs will begin first and 10 of their own 24, moving left to right. Murdoch under center. He's going to run the option right side, keeps it himself, gets around the edge where he's greeted by Darren Smalls, the defensive back, coming up to make the stop around the 26-yard line. It's a pickup of two for Murdoch on first down. And let's give credit to Clay Harris, who made a great seal block on the backside that allowed the quarterback to get up and turn up field. So second and eight for the Bulldogs. Murdoch today at the quarterback position, two for three, throwing it. And he's now carried it 12 times for 43 yards. The Citadel playing without Brandon Rainey. Starting quarterback out this week with that knee injury. They're hoping to have him back next week for Sanford. Second and eight. Inside handoff it goes for Remus Bulmer, who slips through a couple of defenders, cruising up to the 31-yard line. And it's a pickup of five yards to set up third and three for the Bulldogs. Again, the block that helped make that happen, Drew McIntyre. On the left side of that offensive line. Third and three for the Citadel. They're two of seven tonight on third downs. This is their first of the second half. From their own 31, Murdaugh under center. Third and three. Turns, hands off to the B-back, and there's no running room for Clay Harris, who's dropped at the line of scrimmage by the 295-pound nose tackle, Jaheed Beeman. Got maybe a yard on the play, and it's going to be fourth and about two for the Citadel. Controlling the nose guard is key in running the triple option. And when you don't, that's what happens. Jihad Beeman, more like Jihad Behemoth, makes the stop. Bulldogs go three and out on their first possession of the second half. And so that is the uh, fourth three and out tonight for the Bulldogs. Here comes another punt from Matt Campbell, his sixth of the evening. Fair catch called for amongst the crowd at the 34-yard line. And it's hauled in by Ross there at the 34. It's a punt of only 33 yards for Campbell, whose average on his kicks tonight is below 39 yards now. Not one of his better performances this evening, but the Buccaneers will begin at their own 35-yard line with the Citadel leading 7-6, 11-17 to go in the third quarter. It's hard to know whether the Citadel is wearing down the defense of CSU or if the quick no-huddle offense is wearing the Bulldog defense down. That's true. Time of possession starting to even out a little bit since that first quarter. And the Buccaneers will begin first and 10, making a change at the quarterback spot. Direct snap back. This is like a wildcat offense and running it right up the middle for about a yard pickup is Christian Reed. Christian Reed is one of those slash players. He'll play quarterback. He'll play wide receiver. He'll be a return man for you. He was a quarterback last year. They're trying to use him more as a receiver this season. 
But he carries it there on first down for a yard pickup, and now here comes Malgram. So a little bit of a wildcat type of place with the direct snap to Reed. He carried it for a, a yard, if that. He threw an interception from the quarterback spot against the Citadel a year ago. And that was his first touch tonight. Second and nine. Malcolm back in there. They're going to run a screen to the far side. It's caught at the line of scrimmage. Moving outside the numbers up towards the 39 is Schwarting for a pickup of about three yards. And it'll be third and six. Bill Barrett had him wrapped around the waist. Finally was able to rustle him down. Third and six for Charleston Southern from their own 39. We have not had a first down from either team here in this third quarter. Malgram's in the gun. Three receivers left, one right. Drops back to throw on third down. Here comes the blitz. He gets rid of it. It's caught by a leaping Brown, surrounded by a trio of Bulldogs. And Brown is up to midfield on an 11-yard reception to keep the drive alive. Lane Botkin might have got a fingernail on that as he leaped up and almost got that ball, but he didn't. That's three times, maybe four tonight that the Bulldogs could have intercepted the ball and didn't. That was a great catch instead by Brown. And on first and ten from midfield, Ronnie Harris running left is brought down in the backfield by Marquise Blunt, his third tackle behind the line of scrimmage this year. It's a loss of four on the play for Harris, second and 14. So after the big catch, it's followed by a big loss. Second and long for the Buccaneers. Two receivers left and right for Malgram. Cam Brown now at five catches, 90 yards tonight after that last one. Snap back to Malgram. He hands off to Harris. Harris with a stiff arm, veering right across midfield, speeds up to the Citadel 44 where he's brought down. It's a pickup of 10, and it sets up third and four. Kind of stiff arm. Willie Eubank kept him at bay. Aaron Reed finally making the stop. Third and four at the Citadel 44. Clock running, 8.52 to go, third quarter. Citadel clinging to a 7-6 lead. Two receivers left and right for Malgram. Charleston Southern going with the no-huddle offense. Freshman quarterback in the gun, Harris to his right. With number five on the back of the white jersey, Malgram continues to change the play at the line of scrimmage. Play clock down to five. He moves Harris to his left side. Bulldogs showing pressure. Third and four, play clock at two. Here comes the snap, blitz on, Malgram throws. It's caught across the middle, reaching for the first down marker at the 40. Was It was uh, making the catch there for the Buccaneers trying to reach for the first down was number 80. That's Caballero, his second catch of the year. And we'll see if he got enough. He just drags across the middle. And he had a defender in pursuit, and that is who eventually tackled him, Chris Beverly. It's going to be fourth and inches at the 40, and the Buccaneers' offense still out there. Fourth and less than a yard at the Citadel 40. Two receivers left and right. Play clock down to five. Buccaneers are confused. They may have to use a timeout. Play clock to two. Malgram in the gun. As it expires, takes the snap. Blitz is on, and his pass is knocked away. Incomplete as it was deflected by Willie Eubanks. With uh, Malgram under pressure, trying to go to Schwarting in the left flat. And Eubanks makes a huge stop on fourth and one to force the turnover on down. And Destin Mack was the guy who was really in the grill of the quarterback. Bulldogs force a stop. 
And before we go any further, let's pause here. Ten seconds for stations to identify themselves coast to coast and worldwide on the Citadel Sports Network. WQNT, AM 1450, W254BK, 102.1, Charleston, W221CI, 92.1, Somerville, Kirkman Broadcasting Stations. That was the first fourth down play of the night. Unsuccessful Charleston Southern now 0 for 4 on fourth down plays this year. Bulldogs with the stop, 7.41 to go in the third quarter. The Citadel will have it when we come back, leading 7-6 midway through the third here on the Citadel Sports Network. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. So you want to adventure, and you want to work, and you want to play. Just hop into a John Deere Gator from Sparrow and Kennedy, and you can do it all. For a limited time, we're offering 0% financing for 48 months on Gator XUVs. Now with three wide seating and an optional cab with heat and AC. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com. October 27th. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. to go here in the third quarter with the Citadel leading 7-6. Willie Eubanks with a big pass deflection on a fourth and half a yard to get the ball back for the Bulldogs. Moving left to right across your dial in the all-blue uniforms. Murdaugh under center at his 40, takes a snap, turns, hands off to Nwanze, and he turns his back to the defense, stumbling ahead for a pickup of two up the left hash. He'll be second and eight for the Bulldogs. Slow to unpile there. Anton Williams makes the tackle for Charleston Southern. Williams missed the first two games of the season and then made up for lost time with six tackles in the first quarter last week. He's been active again tonight, second on the team in tackles this evening. Here's a second and eight. Murdaugh running the triple option to the right side, keeps it himself, cuts it upfield, in between the hashes, streaks across midfield, and up to the 42-yard line. A burst of 16 for Murdaugh and a first down in Buccaneers territory. Denzel Wright, the left guard, left tackle I should say, was a guy that just really burst that hole open for him. First and 10 for the Citadel at the Buccaneer 42. That was the longest run of the night for the Citadel quarterback. Murdaugh, triple option right side. Actually, he handed it off first to the B-back, right behind the center, flag on the play. As carrying it for just two yards up the middle was Nwanze, and we'll get the call from Jack, or uh, pardon me, Anthony Calabrese. CSU seems to think it's against the Bulldogs. Here comes the call from Calabrese. Personal foul, illegal block below the waist. Mm-hmm. Offense, number 67. To 15. Third penalty in First down. All right, third penalty of the night on the Citadel, and that's a big one, even if it is on first down, backing them all the way to the other side of midfield, back to their own 46-yard line. It's going to be first and 22. 
Left tackle Prince Howard Whitaker called for the block. Well, the good news is they have three plays to get the 22 yards. Bad news, of course, is that the first down marker is now 22 yards away. Ball at their own 46. Murdaugh under center. One receiver wide to the left side. Murdaugh, play action. He's going to roll right. Looking to throw. Fires upfield. It's caught inside the 30 with plenty of space. And Raleigh Webb is loose all the way to the house. Touchdown, Bulldogs. Fire those cannons. It's a 54-yard touchdown pass from Murdaugh to Raleigh Webb. And the Citadel leads 13-6. Webb had a couple of big catches last week. and certainly did there. Five straight games with a touchdown reception for Raleigh Webb. Had one last year against the Buccaneers of 17 yards. Has one tonight of 54, and the Citadel leads 13-6 with 6.03 to go in the third quarter. Here comes the PAT to our right for Godek. And the kick is up, and it is good. First and 22 following the penalty. And what a play call by the Bulldogs as Murdaugh with a play action rolled out to the right side and Webb came from left to right making the catch and running away from everybody with the house call. Big response from the Bulldogs and that drive that put the Citadel on top now 14-6 to which was the same lead they took into the third quarter last week. That drive went for three plays, 59 yards, took a minute, 38 seconds, and included the biggest play of the night from this Citadel offense as it's their fourth pass of the year of more than 20 yards, and it's a 54-yard touchdown reception for Raleigh Webb, his ninth career touchdown catch. And we were talking during a break, and I said, well, what we need now is to really eat up about seven minutes worth of clock and get a score. Well, we got the score. We just didn't <laughs> eat up seven minutes of clock. Uh, just 98 instead. The Bulldogs will take it with some explosiveness from the offense. Murdaugh, we were told he's the better pass. He was described as the better passer of the quarterbacks. He's three for four throwing the football tonight with a touchdown and now 81 yards throwing. And the Bulldogs lead 14 to six with 6.03 remaining in the third quarter. Here comes the kickoff left to right from Godek, sending it towards the end zone. And it's taken at the goal line. Now it's dropped in the end zone and dropping to a knee right afterwards is Tyrese Baptiste. Tyree Baptiste who dropped the uh, ball on what looked like was going to be a potential return from the goal line. Stayed in the end zone, took a knee, and it'll be a touchback. Charleston Southern will begin out around their 25 with a first and 10 now trailing by eight. First and 10 for CSU from the Well, that fourth down stop by the Bulldog defense it's probably going to be a play we look at at the end of the game as being a big, big momentum changer. That's true. What a swing. Bulldogs stopped a fourth and about half a yard from their own 40. Three plays later, they get a, their ex most explosive play of the night for a touchdown. Lead 14 to 6. First and 10. Malcolm takes the snap, hands it off in the backfield, and there's nowhere to go. Loss of, uh, loss of three on the play as the handoff went to Terrence Wilson, his first carry of the night, and it went in the wrong direction. And Kyle, Tyler Estes, the linebacker, was right there to greet him. Loss of three. He'll be second and 13 from their own 22. Three receivers left, one right, 
for Malcolm in the gun. He drops back to throw with time. Fires over the middle. It's intercepted at the 30. Bulldogs pick it off, and they return it up to around the 24-yard line as Malgram turns it over, throwing his first interception of the year, threw it right over the middle, and it was picked off by Willie Eubanks, his third career interception. He almost looked like the intended receiver. He was the only guy that could have caught that ball. Oh, Malgram with the big miscue, each team with a turnover now. And boy, has this game swung in the Citadel's direction over the last two minutes of game time. Bulldogs stop a fourth down on their half of, the, of midfield. They then get a big touchdown and a 54-yard pass to Raleigh Webb. And now an interception from Willie Eubanks. First interception this year for the Citadel defense. That's only the second forced turnover. And the Citadel begins first and 10 at their own 24, moving left to right. On first down, they hand it off. To the B-back and grinding his way is Clay Harris inside the 20 all the way to the 19. It's a five-yard pickup for Harris, and the Bulldogs are in the red zone. J.D. Sosby, the linebacker from Charleston Southern on the tackle. But again, inside the red zone and a good gain on that play. Opponents have scored on all 13 trips inside the 20 against this Charleston Southern defense. Here's a second and four from the 19. Murdaugh under center. Takes the snap, option left side. He's going to cut up the field, and he's wrapped up around the ankles and dropped around the 16-yard line as Cody Klein coming up to help on the stop. It's going to be third and about two for the Bulldogs. There was too many white jerseys where he was trying to run. It was uh, bad numbers. 4.35 to go in the third quarter. Citadel leading 14-6. to six. They have a third and two here from the Charleston Southern 16 following the Willie Eubanks interception. Bulldogs only two for eight on third downs tonight. So this is one of their shorter ones. Murdaugh under center. Hands off to Clay Harris, who is hit at the line of scrimmage, keeps the legs moving, and plows ahead towards the 15. It's going to be close. Don't think he got enough. And it'll be fourth and probably less than a yard here at the 15 for the Citadel, already leading by eight. King, Edward King, the linebacker for Charleston Southern, just stepped right up into that hole, and uh, there was nowhere to run. Fourth and less than a yard, and the offense will stay out there. It would be about a 33-yard field goal try from here to make it a two-score game. Instead, they're going to run a play on fourth and one. Clay Harris explodes behind the back of his center, Hayden Hawes, with a first down right up the cut to the 18-yard line. Harris gets two, and it's a first and ten. Inside the red zone, up to the uh, the 13, not the 18, up to the 13-yard line. And Hawes did a great job of standing the nose guard straight up, and that's Mims, and just pushed him right back and opened the hole. First and 10 at the Buccaneer, 13 here for the Citadel. The Bulldogs are now 7 for 8 on fourth downs this year. And movement up front, the Citadel pointing to Charleston Southern's side. We'll get the call. From Anthony Calabrese. It looked as though as maybe someone in the offensive line jumped, but were they drawn? Sibyl seemed to think so, pointing across the line. Buccaneers doing the same. Offense, number 63. Yeah. Five-yard penalty, first down. That's Drew McIntyre, the right guard, who played so well last week against Georgia Tech and was leading the way again tonight. False start. On the senior, backing the Bulldogs up five yards. That's the fourth penalty tonight for the Citadel. 
somebody on the defense jumped, but not into the neutral zone. First and 15 for the Citadel at the Charleston Southern 18. Murdaugh under center, triple option right side. He tosses it out to Bulmer, gets around a defender at the 20, hesitates at the 18, and now falls ahead across the 15. A patient run for Mur for uh, now flags come in. Here comes some pushing and shoving. More flags come in. Taking it up to the 13 was Remus Bulmer with a carry of five on a patient run. And then afterwards, it looked like Murdaugh was the man who was pushed down from behind. After the play, personal foul, unnecessary roughness. Defense, number 90, half the distance to the goal, automatic, first down. Or it may have been Eli Lowe. One of the Bulldogs got pushed down from behind, and the flag is called against Chandre Mims. I can't see it on the replay. It was out of the picture. Just an unnecessary shove after the play when the Citadel player was walking away. And so the penalty against timeout. Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern. That's their first charge timeout. And now they're going to take a timeout to try to collect themselves with a first and goal for the Citadel at the six. What a gift after the personal foul. It's now first and goal at the six-yard line for the Citadel instead of second and long. And Archie Denson pleading his case to the officials on that last penalty as the Bulldogs will have a first and goal following the timeout. Yeah, he's pointing and talking to one of the officials. And he's very calm. I think that's his nature. And he's pleading his case, fighting for his guys is what he's doing. It may have been a case of, uh, you know, the second guy getting caught. Right. Which may be what Denson is saying, that the Bulldogs did something first that the officials missed. But clearly Mims shoved after the play, shoved one of the Bulldogs over. I think it was the tight end, Eli Lowe. And he got caught. So first and goal for the Citadel at the six. They always see the second Of play. course. <laughs> At least that's what the second person will tell you. Yeah. Five penalties now for Charleston Southern tonight. And first and goal for the Bulldogs at the six. Murdaugh under center. Citadel leading 14 to six. 240 left, third quarter. Murdaugh running the option right side. Keeps it himself. He's met inside the five-yard line by King. He's pushed backwards. And here comes more shoving. They drive Murdaugh into the ground after whistles were clearly blown. That draws another flag. Sosby pleads his case along with King. More flags come in. And that was a clear penalty against Charleston Southern playing beyond the whistle against the quarterback. Well, and then one of the uh, tacklers, you can see it in the replay, as he falls, he has his fist that hits the back of the helmet of Murdoch. After the play, personal foul, defense, unnecessary roughness. That's half the distance to the goal. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct, defense, number 31, half the distance to the goal. That's number 31's first unsportsmanlike of the game. So two halves on the distance to the goal. And uh, we get a look at the replay. Whistle was clearly being blown. And they didn't really throw him down. They kind of shoved Murdaugh down. Then a player landed on him. But the Buccaneers playing beyond the whistle, trying to go for a fumble, trying to rip it out of Murdaugh's hands after they stopped his forward progress and still pushed him to the ground, falling on top of him. So the penalty sets up the Bulldogs. First and goal from the one-yard line. Murdaugh takes the snap, turns, gives to Bulmer, strung out to the left side, racing for the pylon. He's in! 
Touchdown, Bulldogs! Fire those cannons. Remus Bulmer with his second touchdown of the night. Outracing a defender to the front pylon. And the Citadel leads 20-6. And that was nothing but Bulmer's speed. He just outran the defender who was trying to get an angle on him. Cody Klein, the defensive back, but he never did. Bulmer turned the corner for six. Yeah, the line of scrimmage was the one. Bulmer was back at the six, and he circled all the way around Klein, feeding him to that front pylon, far side of the end zone, for his second score of the night. Here comes the PAT try. Actually, they're going to go for two. Bulldogs going for two. Murdoch back to throw, fires to the right side, and the diving catch could not be made in the flat by Clay Harris. Murdoch underthrew him a little bit. He seemed to be open. And the two-point try, unsuccessful for the Bulldogs. Good drive, aided by some unsportsmanlike conduct by the Charleston Southern team. I think the one thing that we heard at the press conference on Monday that he reiterated with you in his interview was Brent Thompson saying, we have to play under control, Mm -hmm. more under control. Things got a little out of control last year, so we must stay in control this year. And so far they have. And uh, I think we saw it last week with Georgia Tech's defense, and we're seeing it tonight with Charleston Southern. Yeah, last year each team had 11 penalties. Coach Thompson felt the Bulldogs gave in to the, the chippiness and maybe the trash talk of the rivalry that got out of their element. Tonight, seven penalties on Charleston Southern, four on the Citadel. They've been much more disciplined. And the Bulldogs lead 20-6 to now at 2.18 to go in the third quarter. First two-point try of the year there for the Citadel is unsuccessful. They only attempted one two-point try last year. And actually, since 2014, the Citadel only one of nine on two-point conversions. But that scoring drive... Going 24 plays on seven yards. I should say, reverse that. 24 yards on seven plays in three minutes and 11 seconds following the Willie Eubanks interception. Remus Bulmer plunged in from a yard out, winning a track meet to the uh, pylon, and the Bulldogs lead by 14. Kickoff goes into the end zone. It's going to be returned here on the near side, and nowhere to go for Reed, who's brought down around the 12-yard line. Trying to make something happen for the Buccaneers. He returned the kick from about three yards deep in the end zone. And he only got it to the 11, so the Buccaneers are going to begin backed up, trailing by 14. Bulldogs' Brian Horn was the man that wrapped him up and corralled him and threw him to the ground. First and 10 for the Buccaneers. They will spot it at the 12. Citadel leading 20-6, 2.13 to go in the third quarter. And the third quarter getting away from the Buccaneers. They were stopped on a fourth down offensively. They also have thrown an interception. Those were their last two possessions. Meanwhile, the Citadel with touchdowns on their last two possessions. Here's Reed at the quarterback position. Or pardon me, that's not Reed. That's Chambers throwing incomplete. Jack Chambers at the quarterback spot. And his out route to the near side going for Quinn Caballero was off the mark and incomplete at second and ten. We thought Chambers would get the start tonight. He had started every game prior to this, but not tonight. They now make the switch looking for a jump start offensively. Chambers, empty backfield. Five receivers on the route. He's going to run right up the middle. Quarterback draw. Gets away from one defender. Speeds across the 25. Zooms over the 40. Stiff arms another defender. And he's brought down around the 45-yard line. Chambers, that's why he's out there. Quarterback draw. It goes for 33. Great read by him. The Bulldogs have taken a linebacker out of the gap and moved him out to cover one of the receivers, and he just tucked it and ran in the hole. 
Longest run of the sophomore's career. 33 yards for Chambers. It's first and 10 for Charleston Southern at their own 45. And that was also the longest run of the night for Charleston Southern. Second longest play offensively overall. Chambers back to throw on first and 10. He's flush left. Pump fakes. Gets away from a defender. He's going to take off again. Takes it across midfield. Running away from all the defenders inside the single 40. Veers to the far sideline at the 30. Gets outside the numbers at the 20. And he's brought down in the red zone around the 18-yard line. Far end of the field as Sean Thomas Faulkner finally tracked him down. It's a run of 27. With, with this guy, you've got to contain him. Every, all the pressure came from up the middle, and both the sides were wide open. And he just took advantage of that. He went to the near side, then all the way across to the far side. And excuse my math, actually 37 yards. So that's now the new longest carry of his career for Chambers. Two plays, and Chambers himself, with his legs, has taken the Bucks from the 12 to the Citadel 17. First and 10 from the 17. He's going to throw a screen pass far side at the line of scrimmage, and it was dropped. It was a low pass attempt, and it could not be handled as he swung it out to Jaquan Williams. It'll be second down. Almost looked like a short hop the receiver. Yeah, it may have. Uh, certainly an inaccurate throw from Chambers, who has completed 59% of his passes this year. One touchdown, four interceptions for the sophomore from Georgia. 5'10", 170 pounds. He stands in the gun on second and 10. Two receivers left and right. And a running back flanked off his right shoulder in Jabari Dunbar. Second and 10 at the Citadel 17. Charleston Southern in the red zone for the second time tonight. Snap back. It's a quarterback draw to Chambers. Cuts to his right side. This time doesn't have as nearly as much running room. And he's grabbed around the 16-yard line and brought down after a pickup of only a yard. On the previous play, they brought a lot of pressure from outside, which left the middle wide open. This time, everybody stayed at home, and there was nowhere to run up the middle. Third and nine for Charleston Southern. Chambers may have to throw it. The Buccaneers 5 of 13 on third downs tonight. 20 seconds left, third quarter. Bulldogs up 14. This is a big play in the red zone. Chambers in the gun, running back to his right. Three receivers left, one right. They change the play at the line of scrimmage. Play clock down to four. Buccaneers do need to snap it here in the third quarter. Play clock at one, and they need to take a timeout. Timeout, Charleston Southern. It's their second charge timeout. And so now, now the team trailing late in the third quarter, who may need to stop the clock later on. They're left with only one timeout because of some confusion on the offensive side of the football. And part of that was due to the way the Citadel was lining up defensively and moving around trying to keep them off balance, and it worked. So it'll be third and 10 at the Citadel 17 for Charleston Southern here out of the timeout. Five seconds left in the third quarter. Bulldogs leading 20-6. to six. And Audrey Denson making the change late in the third quarter, switching to the other quarterback who's usually the starter, Jack Chambers. He was injured. He did not play the final five games last year, so the Bulldogs did not see him at the end of last season. But he had started the first three games this year. Prior to tonight, they put him in on this drive, and he had the two longest carries of his career on back-to-back plays to move Charleston Southern from their own 12 and into the Citadel red zone. Now he's faced with a third and 10 at the Bulldogs' 17, and he may have to use his arm. He's 0-for-1, throwing the football so far tonight. Three receivers all to the left side, a running back to his right on third and 10. Chambers in the gun. He drops back to throw, stands in the pocket. Fires it towards the end zone, near side, and he overshoots everybody, throwing it out of bounds through the back of the end zone. 
throwing it in the area of Cam Brown, who was double teamed. And as uh, referee Anthony Calabrese was trying to say, that's the end of the third quarter. So the Bulldogs lead 20-6. to Both teams will uh, head down to the other end of the field. The Citadel holding four fingers in the air. And they're up by 14, heading to the fourth, 15 minutes away from back-to-back wins here in 2019. It'll be a fourth and 10 in the red zone for Charleston Southern to begin the fourth quarter when we come back. Citadel 20, Charleston Southern 6, right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Hello, my name is Matthew Cochran Logan, and I'm with Palmer and Kay. We've been in the commercial insurance and property casualty business since 1868. With 12 years of experience, I promise to use my expertise to allow for the best possible outcome for my client. If I can help you in any way meet your commercial insurance needs, then please call me at 843-708-5456 or stop by my office downtown, 40 Calhoun Street, Suite 475. Until then... Go Bulldogs. Garfield Jewelers has been a part of the Citadel family for 97 years. Tradition is a core value of the Citadel and Garfields. Birthdays, graduations, engagements, and weddings are all traditions to be remembered. Alan Garfield, Citadel Class of 57, invites you to celebrate your special moments with jewelry from Garfields, Charleston's personal jeweler for 97 years. Garfield Jewelers, Savannah Highway, across from Nissan. Expect to be impressed. We head to the fourth quarter with the Citadel leading 20-6 here over Charleston Southern. And the Buccaneers will have a fourth and 10 at the Citadel 17 to begin the fourth quarter. Now, you would think fourth and 10, you kick the field goal, but they are down two touchdowns, so we'll see what Audrey Denson decides for this Buccaneer team down by a, a pair of scores heading into the fourth quarter. Charleston Southern looking for their first win of the season. Dating back to when these two played a year ago, the Buccaneers have now lost four straight games. And it's their longest losing streak since they lost 15 straight from 2010 to 2012. The last time they started a season 0-4 was 2011 when they didn't win a game all year. And they did not play the Citadel that season. So the Buccaneers, for the first time, head coach Audrey Denson trying to avoid their worst start in eight seasons. While the Bulldogs look to get back to 500, heading into conference play next week at Sanford and attempting to stay in the top 25 poll where they find themselves for the first time since October 14th of 2017. Bulldogs ahead 20 to 6 as we're getting set to begin the fourth quarter. Brian Murdaugh making his first start of his career filling in for the injured Brandon Rainey three for four throwing the football 81 yards with a touchdown. He's also the leading rusher 15 carries for 64 yards. He's done a good job for the Citadel, and they have been able to make plays elsewhere as well to build the two-score lead. Charleston Southern will settle for a field goal try. It's going to be a 34-yarder on the right hash towards the uprights to our right for Alex Ushery, who's already two-for-two two tonight on field goals. Snap back, spot down, kick up to our right, and it is tumbling towards the uprights. No good. He pushed it left. From the right hash, Ushery misses his first kick of the night. And the Bulldogs' defense holds in the red zone as they still lead 20-6. to It almost looked like one of the Bulldogs got a hand on that. I did not see the number, 
I was hoping they would show a replay of that. Maybe we could catch it. But it did look like one of the Bulldogs managed to change the trajectory of that ball. Prior to tonight, Bulldogs opponents had scored in something like 18 straight trips into the red zone. And now tonight, the Citadel with two red zone stops against Charleston Southern. So their defense inside the 20, performing better tonight than we have seen in almost a a full calendar year. First and 10 for the Citadel from their own 21. They're going to run it up the middle and carrying it up the left hash. And across the 25 is Clay Harris to the 26. Rolling on the field is the runner down by contact. Yeah, Charleston Southern thought they had a fumble. And free safety Cody Klein is pleading to his sideline. You know, they forced a turnover. Instead, Harris has a carry of six. And he was BYOB on that play. Be your own blocker. Because he was hit immediately, and he just kept going and managed to pick up extra yards. Murdoch under center. It's officially second and five from their own 26 for the Citadel. They go back to Harris, plunging right up the middle. And he follows the block of his center, Hayden Hawes. Carrying the pile up to the 29. It's a pickup of three, and it sets up a third and two. As we watch the body English of these two teams, it really does look like Charleston Southern is getting more and more frustrated and possibly a little chippy out there with the maybe the language. And this game shifted midway through the third quarter when the Bulldogs stopped a fourth down from Charleston Southern. The Bulldogs, or the Buccaneers previously, had scored twice. They had forced a turnover. Triple option right side. It's tossed to, that's uh, Llewellyn with his second carry of the night across the 35 with a flag on the play. He's upended at the 39. 10-yard carry for Sam Llewellyn and a first down, but we'll wait on the flag to confirm that. And they're moving the flag back to the line of scrimmage, so it's probably going to be against the Citadel. Illegal block in the back. Offense, number 89. Half the distance to the goal, third down. A tough penalty for the Bulldogs there. That will back them up, so take the carry off the board for Llewellyn. Third down. Another third and long. They had one like this on their last possession. Yeah, it'll be third and ten for the Citadel now instead of what was third and two. Line of scrimmage. Is the 20, or the 21, in fact. Now it is the 20, so third and 11 it is for the Citadel. Fourth penalty of the night for 74 yards for the Citadel. Yeah, some crucial mistakes. They're going to uh, run the triple option left side. They toss it out. Outside the numbers at the 20, speeding up the near sideline across the 25 and pushed out of bounds just shy of the 30. And shy of the sticks as well was Njoku with his first carry of the evening. Didn't quite get enough. He needed 11 yards, and he got eight, so it's fourth and three, and the Citadel will have to punt. Clock running, 12.55 to go in the game with the Citadel leading 20-6. to And here comes another punt for Matt Campbell. Six kicks tonight, averaging only 38 yards per punt, which is well below his season average. Here comes the kick from Campbell. This is a good one inside the 30. It's taken on the near side with uh, plenty of coverage right there for the Bulldogs. Nowhere to go for the return man as he's driven back into the natural grass. And it's a short return for Reed, who uh, brought it up. They're going to spot it around the 32-yard line after a good punt for Campbell. Isaac Ross was back there, and he has good speed. So it was good that the kick coverage was as strong as it was. 
Fifth three and out tonight for the Citadel. The punt for Campbell sets up Charleston Southern back around their own 32. 12-32 to go in the game. Citadel leading 20-6 with a timeout on the field as we pause on the Citadel Sports Network. Bulldog fans, this is Luke Morrow for the Citadel Brigadier Foundation. You're already a member. Thank you. But if you're an alum, friend, or fan of the Citadel who has yet to join, well, they'd love to talk to you about the benefits of supporting Citadel athletics. Did you know the Citadel Brigadier Foundation is the only way Citadel raises money for athletic scholarships? Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger, too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. Twelve thirty-two to go in the game here at Johnson Haygood Stadium, and the Bulldogs leading Charleston Southern twenty to six. The Bulldogs just went three and out, had to punt it away, and so the Buccaneers will begin first and ten at their own thirty-two, trailing by a pair of touchdowns. And it looks like Jack Chambers will remain out there running the offense for Charleston Southern. He's zero for three throwing the football. But he has carried it three times for 71 yards. He's been very tough to stop when scrambling. And so we'll see what he brings here on his third possession, running the offense for the Buccaneers. Zone read in the backfield. Hands it off to Harris, who slips a tackle. Zooms up the left hash across the 40, up to the 45. Ball came out. Bulldogs think they may have had it around midfield. Destin Mack comes racing to the sideline with hands in the air, leaping in celebration. We wait on the official call right around the 47. One of the officials, I think, signaled the Citadel's ball. And they just did. On the field is a fumble. Defense, first down. The previous play is under review. Well, of course, the Bulldogs thought they had a fumble in the second quarter that was overturned and given back to Citadel. Man. Harris was hit as soon as he got that handoff in the backfield. Somehow turned it into a big gainer. And as Destin Mack wrapped him up, that ball popped out around the 45 and was recovered by a teammate at the 46. I think that was coming out. Ronnie Harris looks like he fell backwards toward the ground, and on his way down, the ball did indeed pop out. I think I don't see anything in that replay that would say, Let's reverse the call. Yeah, I'm with you. That's true. It helps the, f the fact that it was called a fumble on the field. They need enough evidence to overturn it, and I don't think that replay provided that. So they will either say it stands or After they'll have review, to. After review, the ruler's knee was down prior to the ball coming out. The ball will be placed on the 45-yard line, oh. first down. Wow. Well, I'd like to see wow. another replay. Yeah. <laughs> In a different angle. Because the ball, is you can see the white on the ball moving around before he goes down. So it's a 13-yard carry for Harris and a first down for the Buccaneers instead. 
First and 10 at their own 45. Three receivers right, one left for Chambers, who's in the gun. Harris sidecar left. Bulldogs showing pressure. It's going to be a quick throw on the near side. A screen that's caught at the line of scrimmage, spinning away from the defenders and taking it into Citadel territory. All the way up to the 30 is Caballero, who came in with just one catch on the season this year and yet now have three receptions tonight. And it was a perfect screen because one of the defenders had a great shot at catching but then he was screened out by the by the other offensive player. Hurry up offense. First and 10 at the Citadel 26. Chambers hands it off to Harris. Sweeping left. Gets around the corner. Zigzags up to the 20. And he's brought down around the 19-yard line. It's a pickup of seven. And it'll bring up second and three. Lots of time in this one. And Harris is running with the ball. And like a water bug, just zigging across the water. Trying to find open holes. Second and three, high snap to Chambers, hauls it in, screen near side to Schwarting, gets outside the numbers with a block at the 15, the block may have been illegal. Flag comes in as Schwarting went tumbling to the 13-yard line, but this may come back. Looked like the blocker had a handful of fabric. Holding, offense number 81, 10-yard penalty, remains second down. Eighth penalty for Charleston Southern tonight, nearly twice as many as the Citadel. And that will back them up with 11.15 to go in the fourth quarter. Bulldogs leading 20-6, and the Buccaneers driving. We'll spot it at the 27-yard line on the right hash. It'll be second and 11 for Chambers. In the gun, three receivers left, one right. Harris flanked off his right shoulder. Four down linemen for the Citadel. Bulldogs, or I should say Buccaneers, changing the play at the line of scrimmage. Play clock to single digits. Chambers communicating with the line. Play clock to two. Chambers, arms extended, takes the snap at the chest, drops back to throw. He's flushed right with pressure. Lobs downfield. Open receiver in the end zone. Caught for a touchdown. In the back of the end zone, it's Garris Schwarting with his first touchdown of the season. And Jack Chambers delivers on second and long with the touchdown pass. First touchdown tonight for the Buccaneers. And it makes it a one-score game. Citadel fender Aaron Reed was about to go back and cover him and then kind of turn back upfield because they thought he was going to, uh, the uh, quarterback was going to run. Willie Eubanks was close to him but didn't quite have a chance to get to him before the ball was caught. Schwarting didn't even play the last two games. He's having a career night here at Johnson Haygood as the PAT to our right is up and good for Ushery. And with 10.41 to go, it's a brand-new ball game. Citadel leading 20-13, to 13, getting it back here against the Buccaneers. Second touchdown pass this year for Jack Chambers, and he has uh, provided the jump start for the Charleston Southern offense here in the second half. 10.41 remaining. Citadel now leading by just one score, 20-13, to 13, and we'll be getting it back when we come back right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Buying a home is a big financial decision, so you need a strong team working on your mortgage. That team is at South Atlantic Bank. Decisions are made right here in our community by mortgage professionals who really know the low country. South Atlantic Bank offers competitive rates and terms on loans for home purchase or refinance. If you need a mortgage loan, you need the mortgage loan professionals at South Atlantic Bank. South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. 
This is Micah Ponce, the communications guy with Berkeley Electric Cooperative. And although it may not seem like it, cool weather is just around the corner. That means it's time to let Berkeley Propane help you beat the winter rush with a preseason tank fill-up or a new set of gas logs. And with hurricane season in full swing, now is the perfect time to consider installing one of Berkeley Propane's whole house standby generators from Generac. So whatever your heating or power needs are, Berkeley Propane is ready with exceptional energy and service. Charleston Southern getting their first touchdown of the night and scoring for the first time since 13-20 left in the third quarter as it was Jack Chambers finding a Garris, uh, finding a wide open Garris Schwarting in the end zone. 27-yard touchdown pass, Schwarting getting behind the defense when the play broke down. And it caps off a four-play 68-yard drive that took a minute 51. So at 10.41 to go, the Citadel leading now by just a score, 20-13. And it's the closest Charleston Southern has been since really the start of the third quarter. Chambers has really jump-started his offense. Passing touchdown. He also has 71 rushing yards. Here comes the kickoff left to right for Ushery. With Remus Bulmer to the left of the kicker, standing at the goal line, awaiting an opportunity. Kickoff sails inside the five. Bomer takes it in the center of the field at the three. Streaks across the 15. Veers to the near side at the numbers across the 20. Stumbles on the chalk line and goes out of bounds into his own sideline around the 33. Nice return for Bomer of 30 yards. It's the longest this season for the grad student. And the Bulldogs will begin first and 10 of their own 33, traveling right to left across your dial. Great blocking on the special teams there. Allowed him to get up close to the bench. And if he could have turned the corner and hadn't tripped over the chalk, who knows where he'd be. Bulldogs rule usually is if it's inside the five, just call for a fair catch. But Bulmer making something happen there from the three. Citadel set up first and ten at their own 33. Murdaugh under center, turns, gives to Harris, who bounces to the right side, carries a couple of defenders across the 35, up to the 36, eventually brought down by King, the middle linebacker. Three-yard pickup at second and seven. Next week's opponent, Samford, at the half, leads Alabama A&M 24-14. Now they're going to be tough next week. Traveling to Samford, taking on one of the better teams of the Southern Conference that appears here in 2019. Second and seven for the Bulldogs at their own 37. Option left side, Murdoch keeps it himself. Up the left hash with a seam across the 45. He's brought down at the 46. Nine-yard pickup. With a late flag coming in the defensive secondary. Right around where Murdaugh was tackled, a little bit further upfield. And judging by Murdaugh's body language, it's not going to be good news for the Citadel. Personal foul, blindside block, offense, number 12. It's a 15-yard penalty, second down. And that's Ryan McCarthy, one of the wide receivers. And again, Coach Brent Thompson is all over the officials. The Citadel coaching booth is to our right, and they didn't like the call either up here with the bird's eye view. High atop Johnson Haygood. So it's a second down back at the 30 for the Citadel with a second and 13 following the sixth penalty for the Bulldogs tonight. And they've been big ones and hurt. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, six penalties, but they have uh, accounted for almost 70 yards. So second and 13, Murdaugh drops back to throw. Clean pocket, lobs it down the center of the field. Open receiver, he overshot him inside the 30. Raleigh Webb was behind the defense, but he couldn't catch up to that pass from Murdaugh. And it'll be third and 13. Webb almost looked like he kind of stopped and then started back up with the pattern. But when Murdoch's got that kind of time, you have to try to be open. Missed opportunity for the Bulldogs. Citadel's coaching staff says Riley Webb, always the fastest guy in the field regardless of the opponent. And that was true last week against uh, even Georgia Tech. Third and 13 for the Citadel from their own 30. Back to throw is Murdoch. Now it's a delayed handoff to Harris, who has room, moving to his left, leaps a defender and tumbles down at the 39. Multiple flags come in. Charleston Southern pointing in the Citadel's direction. It's well short of the first down marker. It'd be a fourth and five for the Citadel at their 38, depending on the flags. The men in stripes still sorting things out before we get the announcement from Anthony Calabrese, who's been active tonight on the microphone. And it appears it will be against the Citadel. I think Calabrese has more, had more air time than even Ted. Holding. Offense, number 28. That penalty is declined. Result of the play, fourth down. So the penalty declined. Penalties are picking up here in the second half. Bulldogs are going to have to punt on about a fourth and five from their 30. They're going to mark it at the 37. So fourth and six. Citadel will have to punt. Clock running with 9-12 to go. And Charleston Southern will get the football back with a chance to tie. Back to receive for CSU. It's been a roller coaster of momentum in the second half. Charleston Southern had the momentum early on in the third quarter. Then the Bulldogs went through a good stretch there. Campbell drops the snap back, able to get the punt away, and it's a beauty. Inside the 10, bounces at the 5, and the Citadel trying to save it at the 1. Looks like they did. What a great effort there. Diving after the ball to keep it. From going into the end zone. Yeah, and I uh, can't even give credit to the guy who did it because he's wearing 25. The only 25 we have is Sean Thomas Faulkner, and we know that's, that was not him. Yeah, that was not him. So I don't even know who made that play, but it was a heck of a play. He slapped it out of bounds at about the half-yard line. Whoever switched jerseys and is wearing 25 tonight. Well, Sean Thomas Faulkner is also down there. So to the two 25s. Well, that's, that's a penalty. Right, I think you could have two 25s on the field. <laughs> Whoever it was. The mystery man with a great play inside the one. Perfect punt from Campbell despite dropping the snap back to him and still able to get it away and drop it inside the one where it's smacked out of bounds. The Buccaneers will begin backed up. 8.48 to go in the fourth quarter. The Citadel leading 20-13. to 13. And Charleston Southern will have the football inside the one when we return here on the Citadel Sports Network. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season sale is finally here. Sofas starting at just $2.99, beds just $1.99, and dining tables starting at only $2.49. Plus, get 0% interest for 12 months. Ashley Home Store. This is home. 
Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season mattress sale is finally here. Save big on Ashley Sleep Adjustable Sets, starting at just $4.99. The end-of-the-season mattress sale is going on now for a limited time, only at the number one furniture and mattress store. Ashley Home Store. This is home. to go, the Citadel leading 20-13, and the Buccaneers backed up inside their own one after a great punt from Matt Campbell that was smacked out of bounds and down inside the one-yard line, and fortunately, we were able to use replay during the commercial break to clear up the confusion. Sean Thomas Faulkner was on the scene, and it was announced as number 25, batting it out of bounds. It was actually 29, and I mistook that for 25, so it was number 29, Rylan Ayers, who made the play, and everybody wearing their proper uniforms. So Ayers making the nice play inside the one, and the Buccaneers are backed up. Chambers in the gun. He stands in the end zone, takes the snap. It's over his head in the back of the end zone, and it's going to sail out for a safety. The Bulldogs had a safety last year against Charleston Southern, and they get a huge one here. 22-13, the Citadel takes the lead with 8.44 to go on an errant snap over the head of the quarterback and out of bounds in the back of the end zone from J.T. Melton. And we'll get the ball back. It was a high snap, but Chambers had plenty of hands on it. He just couldn't corral it. And it went through the back of the end zone. J.T. Melton, a third-year lineman, but he only played in five games his first two years. He's now a first-time starter at the center position on this offensive line. And he picked the worst time of the night to have a high snap. As the Citadel adds on to their lead, they're up 22-13, 8.44 remaining, and they'll get the football back. A huge turn of events, and it was all set up by that great punt from Campbell. And it has really awakened this crowd. By the way, for Campbell, it was a a 62-yard punt officially inside the one, so he's had two punts of more than 60 yards tonight. And on top of it all, he dropped the snap back to him and still was able to do what he did. Miscues by both teams. The Citadel, though, has been able to capitalize on all of theirs where the Bucks were only able to capitalize on one. So the uh, the safety kick here is going to have to come from, the, from inside the 20. So the Citadel should get good field position as well. They get points, they get the ball back, should get good field position. Already now leading by nine with 8.44 to go. And here comes the safety kick as it's punted in the air inside the 30. Lane Bakken's in the area, but he's going to uh, give way to Adams, who hauls it at the 30, veers to the far side, and is twisted down around the 33-yard line. Jalen Adams with the short return, and the Citadel will begin first and 10 at their own 33, now leading by nine. Charleston Southern's Rheingard, the punter, was the uh, one to kick that, and he's had some, last week had a 50-yard punt. That one was a a pretty good one. 
He's been busy this year. 29 punts already for Reichert, and now that safety punt as well. So first and 10 for the Citadel at their own 33. Ball in the center of the field for the Bulldogs, traveling right to left across your dial. Leading 22-13. Murdaugh making his first career start. Under center, takes a snap, turns, gives to Harris. Harris spinning off of a couple of defenders, slipping through a hole, and powering up to the 39 as it's a carry for six. Harris, the B-back, found the hole right behind his center and then twisted and turned and picked up another five yards. 12 carries now for Harris tonight, second most on the team. 33 yards, third most on the team for Harris, who did not get, uh, he had one touch in all the second quarter tonight. Option right side, Murdoch breaks a tackle in the backfield, keeps the legs motoring, and he's going to grind his way up to the 41-yard line. Pickup of three. It'll be third and two for the Citadel at the 41. And in the pileup, Mems, who's already had a penalty called on him, was in there trying to rip the ball out of his arms as he was laying on the ground. So third and two for the Citadel at their own 41. Halfway through the fourth quarter, Bulldogs up by nine. Murdaugh under center, takes the snap. He's going to give to Harris, and Harris plunging across the 45 with a first down pickup as he goes for four to keep the drive alive. And that was in Wanze. Pardon me, not Harris and Wanze with the four-yard pickup to move the sticks. You know, it, it, Charleston Southern has sort of described their air raid as sort of a smash-mouth air raid. Well, what we're seeing right here on the ground game from the Citadel is pure smash mouth just run it right at them first and 10 from their own 45 for the citadel as they play keep away up by nine murdaugh under center takes the snap option left side murdaugh keeps it himself moving behind his left guard takes it outside the left hash up to the 49 with a pickup of four on first down it'll be second and six king the linebacker in on the tackle for charleston southern and this is classic citadel football here just run it Keep the chains moving, keep the clock moving. 6.33 to go, and Charleston Southern down by two scores. The Bulldogs, they're not going to leave enough time for the Buccaneers to have two possessions if all goes according to plan. Second and six from their own 49 for the Citadel. Ball on the left hash. One wide receiver in each direction for Murdaugh. Takes the snap. End around right to left to uh, Dante Smith, who spun away from one defender and had nowhere to go. And he's brought down around the 47-yard line, so a loss on the play, and it's going to be third and about eight. Aramonte was the one that came crashing in there and uh, spoiled that party. So third and long for the Citadel as the defense was not fooled. Dante Smith, that was just his third carry of the night. They haven't used the sophomore from North Charleston very much this evening. Third and eight for the Bulldogs, back at their own 47. Clock running under 540. Murdaugh under center. Sends Smith in motion to the left side. Murdaugh drops back to throw, gets away from pressure. Now he's going to take off, and he's spun down back around the line of scrimmage. May have lost a yard on the play. Looked like a bit of a broken play. Murdaugh just tried to make something out of nothing, and he got just about to the uh, back to the line of scrimmage. Antoine Williams, the defensive end, was the one that came crashing down and make the tackle. And Williams has been very active tonight. That's now 13 tackles, tied for the team lead for Charleston Southern. Did not play the first two games of the year. Came back, had eight tackles last week. 
double-digit tackles here tonight, and it's going to lead to another punt for Matt Campbell, his ninth of the evening. Three of the eight so far have been downed inside the 20, including the last one, which was batted out of bounds at the half-yard line. Delay a game. Offense. Five-yard penalty. Fourth down. And the Citadel will give Campbell some extra punting room as the line of scrimmage will now be backed up to their own 42. With 4.46 to go, that's the other reason to take the delay of game, burn even more clock. 4.46 left, Charleston Southern will get it back, trailing 22-13, needing some quick scores. Isaac Ross standing on the 20-yard line, waiting for the kick for Charleston Southern. There it comes from Campbell. The punt is away right down the center of the field, inside the 10, and it bounces at the 1, skipping into the end zone for the touchback. So Campbell couldn't duplicate the success of the last punt. He sends one into the end zone, second touchback tonight on nine punts. And Charleston Southern with 4.39 to go, trailing 22-13, to 13, will begin at their own 25. Before we get to the Buccaneers' possession, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification, coast-to-coast coast and worldwide across the Citadel Sports Network. WQNT, AM 1450, W254BK, 102.1, Charleston, W221CI, 92.1, Somerville, Kirkman Broadcasting Stations. First and 10 from the 20 for the Buccaneers. They're going to run a screen to the left side. It's caught and sneaking across the 25 up close to the 30 is Caballero. They'll bring up second and about two. They're going to spot at the 28. That screen has been very successful. Here in the second half, that's the second time they've used it. No huddle offense for Charleston Southern, trailing by two scores with 4.15 to go. Second and two from their 28. Chambers in the gun, hands off to Harris with room up the middle, has a first down across the 30, across the 40, upended at the 46. It's a carry of 18 and an injured Bulldog as well. Chris Beverly is down back at the 38-yard line. Harris with the big run. Buccaneers already with a first down, just shy of midfield, 4.06 to go. And Beverly, up on his feet, will walk off the field under his own power. The issue seems to be uh, upper body, somewhere around his right arm. Little arm tackling going on by the Citadel defense here on that play. And that's not going to win ball games. It's a first down for CSU. So first and 10 for the Buccaneers at the 47. Clock will now run after Beverly comes off the field. Four minutes remaining. Charleston Southern down 22-13. Chambers in the gun. Three receivers left, one right. Arms extended. Chambers takes the snap of the chest. Fakes on a screen. Now throws up the far sideline. And it is, let's see, did he get his feet in? They're going to rule it a catch for Cam Brown at the 25-yard line. It's good for 29 yards. That ball was thrown again on the outside shoulder. No way anyone else could have gotten that ball. The pump fake by the quarterback really froze the uh, defender for a moment. First and 10 from the 25. Zone read. Chambers keeps it. Spins away from two defenders, but still can't get back to the line of scrimmage. He's brought down on the left hash in the backfield at the 26 for a loss of a yard on the play. And away from the football, players from each side need to be separated by some of the officials. Keep in mind... Charleston Southern only has one timeout left. Mm-hmm. 3.15 to go. They're down two scores. Second and 11 from the Citadel 26. High snap to Chambers. He hauls it in. Under pressure. He's grabbed. He throws it away, and he just threw it out of bounds. Nobody was in the area. That should be a flag. 
And, and there here it, it comes. <laughs> Willie Eubanks was the linebacker breaking into the backfield. Grounding. Offense. Penalties, a loss of down. The ball be placed at the spot of the foul. Third down. Second time tonight we've had that penalty. And this one took a little more convincing. I don't know why. No. Look, I mean, clearly had him in the, in the grass. Yeah. Looking at the replay, it was Ronnie Harris, the running back, trying to stop Eubanks. And uh, he hardly blew on him as Eubanks got right to the quarterback. Three receivers right, two left, empty backfield for Charleston Southern. Third and 19 from the Citadel, 34. Johnson Haygood getting loud. 3.05 to go, Citadel up by nine. Chambers in the gun. Here comes the blitz. Chambers with a quarterback draw up the middle of the field. Inside the 30. Inside the 20. Breaks a tackle at the 15. Inside the 10. He's tripped up towards the end zone. And he's in. Chambers got the ball across the goal line before he went down. It's a 34-yard scramble for a touchdown. And the Buccaneers cut it to a one-score game, 22-19. Once again, we had all the pressure coming from the outside. There was nobody there to contain him in the, the middle. on the field is a touchdown. The play is under further review. And on into the end zone he ran. Chris Beverly was the only guy that got to him, and he broke right through the Beverly arm tackle around the 15-yard line, and then Chambers was not hit until right around the, the one or two when he went into the end zone. Sean Thomas Faulkner tripped him up, and Phil Barrett delivered a shoulder as Chambers went stumbling and falling into the goal line. We didn't get a good look on the either replay, either view we saw, but I, I imagine it looks like it would hold up. I, I believe Chambers did get in before he went down. If Unless uh, they can slow it and yeah. ISO that knee um, like we're used to seeing on television. After review, the runner's knee was down. The ball wow. placed one foot from the goal line. First down. Well, there you go. I wish we had the views that they had in the replay booth. Yeah. And they made that decision pretty quick, so it must have been pretty clear. Chambers was down just before the end zone. So it's a 33-yard scramble, no touchdown, and it's first and goal for the Buccaneers inside the one-yard line. So 2.51 remaining in the game. Citadel leading for the moment, 22-13. And they get a second chance to try to keep the Buccaneers out of the end zone. And on a slower replay, we do see where the knee went down about a yard away from the goal line. Chambers is going to begin in the pistol at Harris behind him. First and goal from the one. High snap. Chambers back to throw. Fade route. Left side. And he threw it behind Cameron Brown, who couldn't readjust in time. Incomplete pass. Second and goal. Stops the clock with 2.34 to go. And as Ted mentioned earlier, just the one timeout for Charleston Southern. So they may have to rely on an onside kick if they are able to score here and make it a one-possession game. Back to the pistol for Chambers. Harris behind him. He's going to hand off to Harris. Harris hit in the backfield, dives towards the goal line, waiting on a call if he got in. I think he's short. Yep. No indication from the official or the line judge. Gunner Covey was the man who hit him in the backfield, keeping Harris short of the goal line. Sixth career tackle for the junior. And it's third and goal. They hurry on to the football. Chambers under center. Players leaping over the pile for the Citadel. And on the quarterback sneak, they keep Chambers from getting there. And the Bulldogs think that they came away with a fumble as well as Kobe comes out of the pile with it. The field as the runner's forward progress is short of the goal line. Fourth down. Well, you heard it there. No fumble and forward progress 
can't be reviewed. As it was Willie Eubanks, the first man, he jumped right over the center, slowed down Chambers. Covey brought him down. It's fourth and goal from around the one-yard line. Gunner Covey came out of there with a the football. Now the Buccaneers, they do need a field goal at some point. They're going to go for it here. Fourth and goal from the one. This is the game. Snap back to Chambers. Hands to Harris. Harris stood up at the line. Willie Eubanks stonewalls Harris. Nowhere to go. And it's a goal line stand for the Citadel. Stopping the Buccaneers with four plays inside the one to keep them from scoring with a minute 24 to go. And now there is a flag that just got thrown at the five, and now there's another flag that's just gotten thrown at the 23. Yeah, well, half the Citadel sideline exploded onto the field. What a defensive possession and a goal line stand. It looked like Chambers had a touchdown. It was moved to the half-yard line after a review, and on four plays, the Buccaneers could not move it the two feet they needed. We have sideline warnings on both teams. Sideline warning to Citadel. Sideline warning Charleston Southern. Those fouls offset. First down, Citadel. Wow. Lucky the Bulldogs got that call. Yeah, fortunately, just a warning. You know, the, the, the Bulldogs are at the, they're going to market it about the one and a half. They can't back up much further anyways. And the Citadel leading 22-13, a minute 24 to go. You just have to avoid a safety here which would make it a one-possession game and give it back to the Buccaneers. Charleston Southern only has one timeout. Minute 24 left. And Murdoch will keep it himself. He's going to move behind his left guard, and he gets across the five all the way up to the six. A four-yard carry with a minute 15 to go. Buccaneers with just one timeout left. They're not going to use it yet. Clock continues to run. And the Buccaneers may have hoisted the white flag. A minute left, clock running. The Citadel leading 22-13. And the Buccaneers, they only have one timeout, so there's not much you can do anyways, and they're saving the, the T.O. right now. What a second half for the Citadel defense. They did allow a touchdown, but they, have, they made the biggest plays of the night. Murdoch under center, second down. He's going to keep it himself, moving behind the, uh, the left guard. He dives ahead, up to the nine, landing... At the feet of Garrett Saeed. Timeout. Charleston Southern. That's their third timeout. 30-second timeout. All right. So Charleston Southern now uses. Please set the game clock to 35 seconds. 0-3-5. Charleston Southern now uses their final timeout. And the Bulldogs can just drop to a knee. Well, pretty much. With 35 seconds left, leading 22-13. to 13. And Brian Murdaugh trying to get a win in his first ever start in Citadel, in his Citadel career. Murdaugh is a third-generation Bulldog. His brothers have come through here. His father, his grandfather, he had uncles. They're a Citadel family through and through. And Murdaugh filling in for the injured Brandon Rainey, making his first career start. And has done a great job running the offense tonight. Offensively, the Citadel without any turnovers. Outside of a couple of penalties, they've hardly gone in reverse. And Murdaugh, 3 of 4 throwing, 81 yards with a touchdown. That was a 54-yard touchdown pass to Raleigh Webb. And also 15 carries well, on this drive now, 17 carries overall this, uh, this evening for Murdaugh, 71 yards. 
Third down, he's in victory formation. Murdoch's going to drop to a knee. Charleston Southern out of timeouts. 30 seconds left. That's going to do it. The Bulldogs are going to be able to let the clock run out and hold on for the 22-13 victory here tonight over Charleston Southern in this rivalry game. The Citadel wins back-to-back games. They're going to be 2-2 heading to conference play. And Charleston Southern starts the year 0-4 as Audrey Denson still looks for his first win as the Buccaneers head coach. Coaches already at the center of the field. Teams are already shaking hands as the final seconds still haven't even ticked off the clock yet. And it has now gone final. The Bulldogs beating Charleston Southern 22-13 to tonight with the defense coming up with the biggest stops and biggest plays of the game. They made a fourth down stop in the middle of the third quarter at their own 40, and then with a goal-to-go situation, Charleston Southern had a first and goal inside the one, trailing by nine, and the Citadel stopped them on four consecutive running attempts, keeping them out of the end zone and allowing the offense to run out the final about 100 seconds of this win to take it 22-13. to Great performance from the defense overall tonight. Brian Murdaugh doing enough at the quarterback position to run this offense. And the Citadel wearing the all-Citadel blue uniforms from shoulder to toes for the first time in 30 years are victorious on Hall of Fame weekend, beating the Buccaneers 22-13 tonight for their second straight win in this rivalry. We'll take a break, come back with the head coach Brent Thompson, and then transition to the postgame show. Citadel wins tonight 22-13 here on the Citadel Sports Network. All my sweet chicken, chicken loyalty program. You give me back free food and beer, and all I needed was to taste your hot and fresh tenders. You give me back 10%, but you got 100% of my soul. Just can't get enough. Chicken, chicken. Due to growing popularity, Grill Night at Boone Hall Farms Market is now presented on both Friday and Saturday nights each week. Guests love being able to personally pick out their choice of fresh seafood, steaks, chops, and chicken. And selections are then cooked to perfection and served with a farm-fresh side. Grill Night's one of the area's most unique dining experiences. Now both Friday and Saturday nights. Seating at 6.30 and 7.40 each night on a first-come, first-served basis at Boone Hall Farms Market, 2521 Highway 17 North, Faster internet is better. And right now, Home Telecom will increase your internet speed free for three months. So multiple users won't slow things down. Plus better streaming and faster downloads. Visit HomeSC.com and increase your speed free for three months from Home Telecom. Crowd erupts following the Alamada song as the Bulldogs are victorious tonight. 22-13 over Charleston Southern, winning their second straight in this rivalry here at Johnson Haygood Stadium in dramatic fashion tonight with the defense making enough plays in the second half. And Brian Murdaugh in his first career start doing just enough for the victory. Murdaugh came to this program as a walk-on, earned, uh, earned himself a scholarship here as a senior and as mentioned, he's one of about five Murdoch's to come through the Citadel and uh, playing here at Hall of Fame weekend, getting his first career start, filling in for the injured Brandon Rainey. He's able to control and run this offense tonight, beating Charleston Southern in the final non-conference game as the Bulldogs will remain in the top 25 polls and head into SoCon play 2-2 two and two, uh, on their way to Samford next week, playing one of the better teams in the conference. But hey, now with some momentum, beating Georgia Tech last week, 
and beating Charleston Southern here at home tonight, 22-13. to We'll catch up with the head coach, Brent Thompson, in just a moment as the Bulldogs get the win. The Buccaneers now start the year 0-4 for the first time since 2011. And despite the good effort tonight, Coach Denson still looking for his first ever win with Charleston Southern. They have lost to three ranked FCS teams, and they have lost to an FBS team in South Carolina so far this year. So it's been a tough schedule, but the Buccaneers coming up short here tonight against the Citadel in the battle for the Low Country. Last year, the Citadel won big, uh, 41 to 17. A little bit harder fought tonight, 22-13. And with the head coach is now Ted Byrne down on the field. Coach, a big fourth down stop. They kind of just turned this game around for you. Oh, the defense all day, man. Uh, played out of their minds today. I thought Coach Grant, you know, that we needed big plays out of them, and they got big plays out of them. We were a little banged up on the offensive side. And we needed the defense to step up, and that's exactly what they did. I couldn't be more proud of those guys. And you were able to come back from some miscues, too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, we forced a couple of errors on their part. Uh, which certainly probably leveled off a little bit. And, uh, again, a good win. This is in a conference game, but that starts next week. Yeah, absolutely. We're getting ready for it. Uh, we'll get a little bit back healthy. We're about ready to go. All right, Coach, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Ted. Is that uh, head coach Brent Thompson after the Bulldogs win tonight against Charleston Southern down in the field with their own Ted Byrne following the victory 22-13. to Bulldogs back at 500, 2-2 heading into conference play. Charleston Southern, 0-4, still looking for their first win in the Audrey Denson era. We'll now transition to the post-game show where we'll get you a scoring update, or uh, I should say a scoring recap, as well as some updates on out-of-town scores, individual leaders, team stats from this ball game, and get ready for conference play next week as well. Post-game show next. Bulldogs win tonight 22-13 over Charleston Southern right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season sale is finally here. Sofas starting at just $2.99, beds just $1.99, and dining tables starting at only $2.49. Plus, get 0% interest for 12 months. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Bulldog fans, this is Luke Morrow for the Citadel Brigadier Foundation. If you're already a member, thank you. But if you're an alum, friend, or fan of the Citadel who has yet to join, well, they'd love to talk to you about the benefits of supporting Citadel Athletics. Did you know the Citadel Brigadier Foundation is the only way Citadel raises money for athletic scholarships? Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger, too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. You and your land. And a big old list of chores that need to get done. Piece of cake when it's Sparrow and Kennedy and you teaming up. Our John Deere 3 Series tractor is user-friendly, built to last, and has loads of attachment options. And it's priced right at $139 per month and 0% interest for 84 months. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com. Offer ends October 27th. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit. 20% down required. See dealer for complete details. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season mattress sale is finally here. Save big on Ashley Sleep Adjustable Sets starting at just $4.99. The end-of-the-season mattress sale is going on now for a limited time, only at the number one furniture and mattress store. Ashley Home Store. This is home. 
great win for the Bulldogs tonight. As I see, it uh, looks like the head coach of the basketball program, Duger Bakun, right below us making his way out of the stadium in attendance to see the Bulldogs win tonight. 22-13 against Charleston Southern in this rivalry matchup to get back to 500 at 2-2 two two after a pair of wins, beating Georgia Tech last week, winning here at home against Charleston Southern. First home win this year for the Citadel. Let's uh, catch you up uh, on how it happened. The scoring recap, we pick it up from halftime or at the half the Citadel they were leading seven to three the scoring really picked up after intermission and it began with Charleston Southern following a a muffed punt by Lane Bakken Charleston Southern took over at the Citadel 31 yard line but could not get a single yard they went three and out didn't get a yard had to settle for a 48 yard field goal from Alex Ushry and at the time it made it a 7-6 Citadel lead with 13-20 to go then the Bulldogs would get back on the board later on in the third quarter with 6-0-3 remaining Following a penalty that backed them up, it was first and 22 from their own 44. They ran a great play, a play-action rollout to the right side, a bootleg for the quarterback, Murdoch. Riley Webb came from the left side of the formation all across the field to the right sideline, got behind the defense, and caught it running to the end zone for a 54-yard touchdown pass that wrapped up a three-play, 59-yard, one-minute, 38-second drive, giving the Citadel at the time a 14-6 lead with 6.03 to go in the third quarter. Then the Citadel, they were back at it. Their very next possession went on first and goal from the one. Remus Bulmer took a handoff, looped around the left side, and won a dash to the front pylon for his second score of the night that wrapped up a seven-play, 24-yard drive lasting three minutes and 11 seconds and was set up by a a Willie Eubanks interception, giving the Bulldogs the football inside the 25. And the Citadel at the time took a 20-6 lead with just 2.18 to go in the third quarter. Charleston Southern would then cut the deficit in half uh, later on once we've shifted to the fourth quarter. And they made the change at the quarterback position of Jack Chambers, and he found a wide-open Garrett Schwarting who got behind the defense for a 27-yard touchdown catch with 10.41 to go in the fourth quarter, making it a one-score game, 20 to 13. It was a four-play, 68-yard drive that took a minute and 51 and it was the second touchdown pass of the year for Chambers, who took over as a starting quarterback late in the third quarter and made it a one-score game at the time, 20-13. to 13. The Bulldogs were unable to move the football. They would go three and out. And the punt for Matt Campbell, the snap back to Campbell, was initially dropped by the punter. He had to pick it up, was under pressure, got a punt away of 62 yards that was downed inside the one by Rylan Ayers. And on the very first snap of the possession, The snap sailed over the head of Chambers and out of the back of the end zone for a safety, giving the Citadel a 22-13 lead with 8.44 to go, and that was the final score. But it doesn't tell the entire story as Charleston Southern had a chance. They got the football back with 4.39 to go, and they were trailing. The Buccaneers were by nine at the time. They got down inside the one-yard line. Initially, it looked like Jack Chambers had himself a 34-yard touchdown run. But upon uh, official review, they said no, knee down, spotted it at the half-yard line. And Charleston Southern, with four opportunities, could not punch it in from the half-yard line. It was Willie Eubanks making the tackle on fourth and goal as he stood up the running back, Ronnie Harris, in the backfield for a loss on the play and a turnover on downs. The Citadel then ran out the final minute, 24. Hindsight is 20-20. Easy to say now after we knew what happened. But the Buccaneers, they did need two scores at the time. You could have kicked a field goal and given yourself a chance, extend the game, try for an onside kick, get the football back, and then go for the winning touchdown. But when you are that close inside the one-yard line after you already thought you had a touchdown that was taken off the board, you should be able, if you're the Buccaneers, you like to think, 
if you're Audrey Denson, you should be able to get a half yard, especially when you have four plays to do so. But on that fourth down play, knowing what we know now, if the Buccaneers kicked the field goal, they would have made it a one-score game with about a minute and a half to go, needing to recover an onside kick. Instead, the Citadel defense came up with a big stop. Bulldogs were able to run out the clock, and they win tonight 22-13 against Charleston Southern. The Buccaneers now 0-4 this season. The Citadel 500 at 2-2, two two, heading into conference play and should be uh, remaining in the top 25 polls after the victory tonight. We'll continue along here in the postgame show. We'll get you the individual leaders from tonight as well as the team stats. We'll also check some out-of-town scores coming up and uh, get ready for next week's conference opener for the Bulldogs at Sanford in the process. All that still to come on the postgame show. The Citadel victorious tonight, 22-13 against Charleston Southern right here on the Citadel Sports Network. If you know she's the perfect one, let us help you create the perfect ring. At Scatel's Manufacturing Jewelers, we're your full-service jewelry manufacturer. You see, we eliminate the middleman and create your special ring all on site. And with our free diamond seminar and vast loose diamond selection, you're assured of the right decision while getting the best value. Scatel'er, you lover. Scatel's Manufacturing Jewelers, locally owned in Mount Pleasant and Charleston. This is Micah Ponce, the communications guy of Berkeley Electric Cooperative, and we're willing to pay you to live smart and save more. Co-op members can take advantage of our Ecobee Smart Thermostat program and receive up to $300 in rebates. Not only do you basically get the thermostat for free, you also save on your bill and can adjust your home's temperature from anywhere at any time. If you want to know more, just give us a call or visit us online at berkeleyelectric.coop. Berkeley Electric Cooperative is your touchstone energy cooperative. Buying a home is a big financial decision, so you need a strong team working on your mortgage. That team is at South Atlantic Bank. Decisions are made right here in our community by mortgage professionals who really know the low country. South Atlantic Bank offers competitive rates and terms on loans for home purchase or refinance. If you need a mortgage loan, you need the mortgage loan professionals at South Atlantic Bank. South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. From the beaches to the far reaches of the low country, when it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Rush to Jones Ford in North Charleston to save on your next newer pre-owned vehicle and trust the family with over 100 years of experience to care for your vehicle at our state-of-the-art service and collision center. When it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Jones Ford in North Charleston at the corner of Rivers and Remount, just off I-26, exit 211A. Visit us online at jonesford.com. Back on the postgame show as the Bulldogs win tonight 22-13 over Charleston Southern. Time for the uh, look at the official statistics from tonight's ball game. The Citadel, we know, won the, in the final score. Each team with 15 first downs. Charleston Southern actually outgained the Bulldogs by more than 100 yards. 380 yards for Charleston Southern, 278 for the Citadel. But the Citadel, of course, doing just enough. They got enough plays on defense, some special teams help as well, throwing a safety, uh, added all up for the victory. Passing yards, 204 for Charleston Southern, 81 for the Citadel. On the ground, the Bulldogs, 197 rushing yards. 176 for Charleston Southern. The Citadel running it 58 times tonight compared to five pass attempts. They ran 63 plays. Charleston Southern ran 68. In terms of penalties, those added up in the second half. Nine penalties on Charleston Southern. 
Seven on the Bulldogs that were accepted for 57 penalty yards. Time of possession, the Citadel really controlled. They had the football for 11 and a half minutes in the first quarter alone. And by the end of the game, the Citadel possessed it for just over 36 minutes. Charleston Southern just under 24 minutes. So time of possession uh, of about 12 and a half minutes for Charleston Southern, or more so for the Citadel, I should say, by about 12 and a half minutes. Bulldogs struggled on third down. They had a lot of third and longs, only 3 of 14 on third down, but still able to do enough offensively. One for one on fourth down. Charleston Southern, meanwhile, 6 for 16 on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down. Buccaneers 0 for 5 this year on fourth down plays. And the Buccaneers 2 of 4 scoring in the red zone, so the Citadel coming up with their first two stops defensively inside the 20 in quite some time. Their opponents had scored in about 18 straight trips into the red zone prior to tonight. Meanwhile, offensively, the Bulldogs were 2 of 2 scoring inside the 20 against the Charleston Southern Buccaneers. Buccaneers defense has not come up with a stop yet inside the 20. Their opponents are now 14 for 14 when getting inside the 20. Add it all up, leads to a 22-13 win for the Bulldogs. They did what they wanted, possessed the football, try to wear down the other team, uh, keep it on the ground. When they had to uh, ask Brian Murdaugh to make some passes, he did, including the big touchdown to Riley Webb, and the defense with some big stops and big moments tonight for the Citadel for the 22-13 win for the Bulldogs. We'll check individual leaders from tonight's game when we come back here on the postgame show. Bulldogs win 22-13 against Charleston Southern right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season sale is finally here. Sofas starting at just $2.99, beds just $1.99, and dining tables starting at only $2.49. Plus, get 0% interest for 12 months. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. You and your land, and a big old list of chores that need to get done. Piece of cake when it's Sparrow and Kennedy and you teaming up. Our John Deere 3 Series tractor is user-friendly, built to last, and has loads of attachment options. And it's priced right at $139 per month and 0% interest for 84 months. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com. Offer ends October 27th. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit. 20% down required. See dealer for complete details. Ashley Home Store's end-of-the-season mattress sale is finally here. Save big on Ashley Sleep Adjustable Sets starting at just $4.99. The end-of-the-season mattress sale is going on now for a limited time. Only at the number one furniture and mattress store. Ashley Home Store. This is home. 